0: Yo, 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 thought warriors, what is up? Our learning is on. It is Ivan Lathan, and it's me, Rachel Lindsay,
1: and we are we're
0: live. We're live in studio. Yep. What's up with your nails?
1: Do you not like them? I think I they don't... look
0: good. Like, well, but...
1: they're not quite what I wanted. What did you want? I wanted so. I could tell anybody who's watching it. They are they are matted with black tips, but I wanted the matte. The matte's very gray. I wanted it to be more black.
0: Wanted the mat to be more black.
1: Yeah. So you
0: want two different types of black.
1: Yeah. I want it black and like ebony. Black and Like black obsidian. and obsidian.
0: So black and black. I know how much you
1: love that word. Obsidian. I, obsidian.
0: I went away from gel. I what? can't do it anymore. I was getting gel manicure. Oh. I you can't. said
1: gel. I heard J-A-I-L. That's all
0: right because that's how you do it. <laughs>
1: I was like, I'm sorry, what? Why? What happened? You have a little shine.
0: I have shine because I got the polish, but I can't get the gel. The gel cracks off.
1: You should have never gotten the gel. You should have all, for what you get, because it's more about the upkeep of your nails, right? Right. Than being healthy. You don't need a gel. You just need a polish. You don't care about the shine of it. They
0: talked me into the gel. Who's they? I mean, the people at the nail place. So I go there, and I I think I told this story. I said, I go there, and they don't have the shiny buff. They said they're out of the shiny buff. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, I don't actually understand how they could be out of the shiny buff because mm-hmm. the shiny buff is not a product. As I understand it, it's a process. Okay. They buff you up until it shines. Absolutely. They say, but we can give you gel and it lasts for three weeks. Mm-hmm. And like the first four or five days of the gel is great. But then for some reason, my gel will be cracking off.
1: We can t- we can talk off, Mike, and I can <sighs> give you my, my girl, my lady. She's a great.
0: So you are saying that they're doing the jail wrong?
1: It should not be cracking after four to five days. And I'm a person who's very rough on their nails. I box though. I'm very rough on my nails.
0: How are you rough on your nails? I just am. So what does that I'm mean, telling you. How you rough on your nails?
1: Like for some people, they're just hard. I don't know. Whatever it is that I'm doing, they break easily. They right. peel easily. You got to go to to my lady.
0: Who's your lady? Who is she? Her Say name
1: it. is Stella. Shout out to Stella from ES Nail.
0: Stella from ES Nail, mm-hmm. and she's gonna. I'm not getting jail anymore though gel. I'm over that face. I use
1: Next Gen, actually. What's that? It's a whole thing. It's a Japanese gel. Mm-hmm. It's very great. Like, these are mm-hmm. my nails.
0: Those are your nails? These are
1: my nails. This is not acrylic.
0: Oh. This what is does acrylic thing. mean?
1: Like, where they put the nail on, and, and they, do, they like, all- yeah. do a whole process. Mm-hmm. Like, like, your some nails- of them, like, this one's broken, so uh-huh. it is, and so you can see, but, like, these are my nails.
0: Interesting. Mm-hmm. She keeps them that way.
1: Yeah. Yeah. She's great. She's fantastic. Um... You have a very interesting shirt on. It's
0: my shirt. It's the, Mar- the
1: periodic table of, of Marvel. Marvel. Yeah.
0: How many of you guys cute. do you know?
1: Well, they look different in cartoon form, so I just want to be very clear about that.
0: Okay. So let's play the game. Okay. Who is that? Wait. Who's that
1: with the A on his head? Yeah. Is that Captain America? It's Captain
0: America. Ding. That's one.
1: Okay. If he didn't have the A, I would have never known.
0: That's him. Who's this?
1: Okay. The Hulk. Great. That's okay. I re- I recognize. Who's that under Hulk? Looks like the Wicked Witch of the. Of the Okay, East. now I want
0: you to really try because it's very easy. This is the Hulk, and who is that under the Hulk? Wonder Woman? Wonder Woman is DC. You're oh. upsetting me. <laughs> so so, so I'm I you don't the, know a, a woman in Marvel. First.
1: Is that easy?
0: This person has a show coming out on Disney Plus next month. Black Widow? No. Look at the person. I am. She's green. She's okay. So this is the Hulk, and this is.
1: Venom?
0: Are you fucking with me right no, now?
1: No, I'm not. Oh, like, like, Man, like, I need like. you to understand this is not basic knowledge. <laughs> what,
0: what, what I'm saying is, wait, I'm giving you clues, though. No,
1: you're not. I don't know who has a Rachel, show coming out. this is
0: the Hulk. Yeah. Green. Okay. This is under the Hulk.
1: What is she called? She-Hulk?
0: Boom! That's How a did real you get thing? get that? Yeah, She-Hulk. That's I've, never, the she- I've
1: never heard of her in my life.
0: You did because why would you say she Hulk? You could have said Lady Hulk. Well, Hulk no, woman.
1: because of coor- if if anybody's watching the video, the picture is a green woman under Hulk. So, right, if he's a he, then
0: she's a she. Yeah. Okay, who's that?
1: Oh, who's
0: this right here? Venom. It's Iron Man.
1: Why does he look like that's how not this? how the Iron Man looks? In how About that. this,
0: Venom is not on this bitch. Don't say Venom again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the audio people don't like this bit. We're going to do a couple more. So obviously, you know who Spider Man. Yes. Spider-Man. Okay. Okay. Do you know who that is?
1: Well, the name I was going to say is a DC character, so I'm no, not.
0: I can't say that. It's Daredevil. That's Doctor Strange. That's ooh. Thor, Thor. 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 That's Thor. That's Who's Hawkeye. That's who?
1: There's two black people. Who are they? That's
0: Luke Cage, and that's Falcon. So that's Anthony Mackie's character mm-hmm. right there. You know, this is actually Venom. I just looked over there. Okay, Venom.
1: so you tried to call me out. I knew Venom was around here somewhere. I don't know who any of the rest of these people are. It's yeah. very... It's oh, you know Venom. who that guy is? Black Panther.
0: Black Panther. Thank you very much, Rachel. God damn it, that was hard. But he's
1: blue on your shirt. I just want to be clear.
0: Sometimes when they draw him, he's a little more blue. Okay. He looks blue. What did you do this weekend?
1: I actually had a really good weekend. So I was at a gala on Saturday night for the Marcus Graham Project.
0: What's that? And Marcus it, Graham from Boomerang?
1: Yes. And it's all about, so a couple of family friends of mine, I've known them forever, they're friends with my sister, but I grew up with them. Um, they started this, this organization where they have all these interns that they filter them into... Um, different companies big companies where they have jobs as you know like in the marketing side of things brand managers and they get to intern and they go on and they do things within these organizations so it's been going on as the 15 year anniversary Mm. and they did it because they based it off of marcus graham from boomerang because that if anybody's seen the movie it's this agency that's black owned yeah And, um, but in real life, statistically, black people don't live in these spaces. So they started this, this organization to help black, young black adults who have a desire to get into this field, get there. And 15 years later, here we are. And it was at Paramount Studios right in front of the fountain outside. It was a beautiful thing. Fonsworth Bentley was the, um, host. He did a fantastic, it's not easy to host. He did a fantastic job hosting. And, um. It was really beautiful to see the impact that they've had because so many alums came through. Like who? I mean, they're not famous, but they were alums of the program. So
0: they haven't made it yet.
1: Well, they have in their industries. You have people working for McDonald's. You have people working for LVMH. Well, Calvin? They had people. Mm-mm.
0: Calvin from McDonald's? Calvin is one of the Marcus Grant. Graham- not
1: Calvin. Wouldn't that be great if I'm like, I found Calvin, y'all. It wasn't Calvin. We don't
0: talk about Calvin.
1: We don't talk about him enough. Mm-hmm. What he should, his impact. Yeah. But it was really a beautiful thing to see what these two people who I've known forever have done. And so then on Sunday, I hosted a panel. We went to the Paramount Theater on the lot. We watched Boomerang. And then we talked about the cultural impact, but then also some of the themes within the movie right. of like, you know, some of it is beautiful to see black people and their success. We talked about the L.A. Times article that was written. That Yeah, we
0: talked about it. We did the rewatchables for Boomerang. We discussed Did it. y'all
1: do rewatchables? Yeah, we did. Y'all didn't have me
0: on? This was a movie I could actually do. Nah, man. We, it's too much of a gamble with you. It's, this was, but y'all should try
1: me. And you know I'm a Robin Givens lookalike. You know I'm a Robin Givens lookalike. We talked
0: about it. I, we, it was brought up. Like, can't do it though. It's too much of a gamble. Like, hey, Rachel, you want to come do the Color Purple rewatchables? Never saw and it. And I could have done, like, done that. I could have done that. It's too much of a gamble. But y'all watch Boomerang, so. I feel
1: a certain way. All I'm of these. fans. Are you rewatchable people? I feel a certain way. There's no
0: way you can so feel you did any it. way. You no, did it. Nope. You could have spoke on my behalf. I we. There's no way to know what you've seen. Like, you, th- this is a game that I'm not playing anymore. Did you do it? No. Did I do what?
1: The rewatchables for this.
0: I was on it, yeah. It was me I and Bill you. and I think Wesley Morris.
1: I blame you and I'm going to go on record. I blame
0: Bill. There you go. Blame Bill.
1: I blame Bill. I'm mad at Bill for this.
0: But how are we? You haven't seen any movie. You should try me.
1: No, I haven't seen like Marvels and DCs. This is a black movie. Like you haven't seen Bill and Ted's
0: Excellent Adventure. I have
1: now. This Uh, is a black. uh, See Love Jones. I did. Yes, and I um, did interview Keanu Reeves last week as well.
0: What does he got coming out?
1: Uh, DC premiere. Oh, the Super Pets. Pets. I said that name wrong.
0: (laughs) Oh, look what just came through. Oh, Credit Karma. Congrats on a score increase of over one. 120 points. Boom. It's from Credit Karma. I'm not lying. It just came through on the iPad. I'm over 800 now. I'm the man. I'm the man. I'm not.
1: I'm telling y'all right now, I'm not.
0: I'm the man. Look, it just came through. Man, shout out to Credit Karma. No ad read. For keeping me straight. I've been looking at it. It's really Kalika. Like, I, I've been. Oh, I know. Yeah, I, I have been. I've been looking at it. I've been looking through it.
1: Mm-hmm. I've opened
0: up several different credit cards. I've paid them all off. Okay. I'm doing my thing. Nigga I'll got never credit. hit.
1: It. I'll ne- that con- congratulations to you. That's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. Anybody who listens to this podcast knows that I have law school loans and I will not hit it anytime soon.
0: You have law school loans so you that, that's bad on your credit because you're not paying them.
1: It's not it's it's considered good credit, but at the moment I don't have to pay them right now because all of our loans are in forbearance.
0: So what else? So finish your okay. beautiful situation so, about the Marcus Graham project.
1: Did moderated a panel where we talked about the different themes in the movie, how groundbreaking it was, how people, as beautiful as it was, and it was a celebration of blackness and success and professionalism and showed that we aren't monolithic, there were articles that were written that talked about us in a very negative way right? and said it was, a re- quote, a reverse world, as if it wasn't realistic, as if there weren't these black-owned companies out there making millions and some billions of dollars. So we talked about that. We talked about some of the themes. Um if this movie came out now after the Me Too movement, you know, the way women are portrayed in the movie isn't always in the most positive light. Like when? Like the way Eddie Murphy treats women the entire time, the way he objectifies them in the movie. A win? They're literally not- I literally just saw it, so I can point out specific things. Okay. Like the fact that he questions Jacqueline, who plays Robin Givens, the moment he meets her. So he tries to hit on her. Yeah. And then he finds out they're working for the same company. And then he immediately assumes that she is not his taking the role over him.
0: But that, but that to me and- in the film is actually. I feel the film is progressive in that nature. No, no, no. It's because progressive he,
1: because she is. Yeah, but it's she, not it's progressive in his... his thought. It's not progressive. Oh, yeah. Homophobia is an is an homophobia issue in, the, is movie, bad. in yeah. the movie. Um the way that Martin talks about women, the way like, it's a Okay,
0: so this is my problem with this. Okay. That shit is real. It's not that it's not
1: real, it's just in a different time. Thirty years later. So the movie came out 30 years ago. 30 years later, how would the movie be different? And if you're questioning that, Lena Waite did a whole series on B E T. my man was in it. And it like kind of fixed some of those problematic areas in the way women were objectified. Even the woman that he goes after a Jacqueline in the movie, right? Mm-hmm. He's going after her. She's sexy. She's in control. She flips the script on him, which is a beautiful thing to see. Mm-hmm. But the woman that he gets with is the woman who's softer. Not and by the then, end. Yes, because she, she takes him back. And in thirty years, because from she now, takes him back. What thirty you mean? years from now, Angela wouldn't have taken him back. See, let me. Thirty years I, from now, I, Angela would have not have problem taken with this. him back. So Angela's I'm, Halle Berry in the movie. <laughs> just. A, just just for people who have never seen Boomerang, if you have not seen it, you should see it. Jacqueline is the boss. She's powerful. She doesn't allow herself to be controlled by certain stereotypes. She's sexual. She's She watches sports. She drinks beer. She can, She's do, very, she can,
0: she can outdo him in everything that yes, he does. Yes, she
1: is very not, not what a woman was defined as in 1992. Yeah. Halle Berry is the complete opposite of her. She's the nice girl. She is even like... They're afraid she's going to be taken advantage of. Yeah. She's just and and he basically uses her for a, in the movie. He doesn't use get, her. Yes, he does to get back because as soon as as soon as
0: you are, this is wild.
1: As soon he, as he, he, okay. he
0: doesn't use Halle Berry's character. Okay, spoiler at all.
1: alert! Spoiler alert! Because I really want to explain it because I feel like most of our audience probably hasn't seen the movie. Okay. Spoiler alert! In the movie. Jacqueline basically is like, we're, we work together, stop getting so emotional, stop getting so attached. She basically breaks down this image that he has of himself that he's this player he can get any woman that he wants and he can but she breaks that down and kind of calls him out so his reputation at the office goes from being this charming womanizer to like this sad puppy yeah so he starts dating angela Halle berry who's the very who's the nice girl in all of this right and he gets with angela and they have a great time and they're really compatible and he kind of eases his pain through his relationship with Angela because the moment that Jacqueline, Robin Givens, is ready to take him back, he jumps right back into it and he kicks Angela to the curb. No, he doesn't. Yes, he does.
0: Let me tell you something. This is I so literally just watched l- it twice l- l- in the t- last 24 hours. L- let me tell you hours. something. This is so indicative of Should've the had me different way that we see this movie. Number one, he actually doesn't kick Angela to the curb. Mm,
1: okay. Like she leaves him.
0: She leaves him because because
1: he sleeps with he sleeps Jacqueline. with he
0: sleeps with he sleeps with Jacqueline, right? And so this is my point. This movie is ridiculously progressive. When it I, is boomerang in a lot of boomerang ways. Boomerang is ridiculously pro- and progressive in a lot of ways. Number one, it is taking aim at toxic masculinity. And the fact that men feel like they have to control women in love and in other situations. Marcus Graham doesn't have any control in the movie from the moment that Jacqueline comes into the movie. He doesn't even have control with Angela. Yes, he does. Because, no, he doesn't. He does like he doesn't even have control with Angela. Yes, he does. The reason why he doesn't have control with Angela because Angela ends up being the woman that he truly loves. So when Angela when Angela he's with Jacqueline. Well, the second time he goes I can't do this like I'm in love with her I can't do it he can't control himself Jacqueline brings him down and then Angelo brings him down he gets broken down twice
1: was there a woman recapping the Rewatchables episode with you guys there
2: was not oh Ooh, but, but but let Bill, me tell you but but, Bill, but let me tell you something Bill, though. This
1: is we need to do a part 2. You should have had the theme of womanhood is so prominent in this film that you should have had a woman's opinion on this one. I got to say Actually, I would say that there's should've.
0: not that much womanhood in the movie. The movie is about I don't think so at all. I think the is I think it's a very male movie, but it's a movie that subverts that. There's no there's not really a female lead in Boomerang. Are you kidding me? Not really. Are you kidding me? No, that's not so really... No, the movie is, is, is so much about Eddie Marcus Grant. Eddie is
1: the lead. Absolutely. Yeah. But you can't have the movie without having a Jacqueline. And, like, you split almost the lead role between Jacqueline and Hallie. Or... or Robin Givens and Halle. And so they're... Like, you can't have the movie sure. without them. Yeah. They are lead roles. Okay. But then, like, he's working for uh, Lady Eloise, which Lady is Eloise. which is a woman-owned. You've got Grace Jones in there. Oh, the movie has a is, lot... You,
0: so to there, that point, you are awkward. There
1: are a lot of women who yeah. are
0: f- running this movie. And Marcus is kind of in a woman's And that's world why it's progressive. Because right. there's so
1: many women in the office. He is a... He is man in this and yes he's in control but he's also but women are running the show women are calling the shots yeah and so I think that's what makes this movie so progressive and that's what makes it so great but at the same time there are some things that are very problematic anyways so off on this we should have done we'll we like, some I actually think you know what? we'll do the a movie higher learning ext- watch
0: you know what Bill we said it start, before we're gonna, we're gonna start doing a higher learning we're gonna do our own rewatch once movie. a month we absolutely should and then because I Anybody who, so look, obviously there's some, this is the living color era of of comedy, right? Yeah. So obviously there were jokes that would be appropriate for 1992, 1993 that aren't appropriate now. However, however, I should say that in my opinion, going back and watching the movie, I was actually blown away Mm -hmm. by just how progressive and for thinking the movie was it was, it was very subversive but to a lot of but this is
1: why y'all should have had a woman in the room who could have given you well, we some of you the see. other side of it i absolutely I think the movie is progressive but we talked about that and we talked about you know, like black people and professionalism, and all of that. And it was a beautiful conversation. And some of the people on that panel, shout out to them. Heather Woodard, she is um, director of communications with McDonald's. We had uh, Daytavio, CEO of Revolt. We had Dalen Goff, who is taking over Jet Magazine, which made me think of a question for you. And um, we had Diane Sharp-Parks, who is the daughter of Bill Parks, who is Marcus Graham basically, in real life. So it was a beautiful panel that I got to moderate and um, have the, the discussions that we're having now. Right. We were able to have um, on that panel and then talk to some of these young adults who are in this industry. And it it really was just powerful. Like, mm. I walked away and I was like, this is so beautiful to see what happens when we come together and have a conversation. How many people were watching the movie? Probably like 50.
0: And y'all all sitting there together watching we them. We all
1: sat and watched watching it. Watching them fuck. And then we all... They, yeah. fuck, they fucking in the we movie. We did, yeah, yeah, we did. We so watched y'all them do all that. in
0: the other watching the love scene, and then y'all.
1: We did. I don't know what you want me to say to that, but we did. Pornographic. Um, yeah, but it made me think of. So it was really cool to talk to Zaylin Goth because he's he's bringing Jet back Jet. to a whole the new generation. Page forty three. Yeah, and so I thought I was like, I want to talk about this on the podcast. Of Jet was extremely meaningful in my life. If you guys don't know Jet magazine, um. It came out I don't even know when it when it started but it was it's such a thing I don't even know what the word to use in the black community and I know as a kid for me staple staple. thank you staple in the black community it's a small magazine it Little like f- fits in your hand you don't I don't know if any other magazine is the same size as a jet magazine
0: maybe a reader's digest maybe
1: Okay. Spoils. All right. Shoot. I guess there are some A Reader's yeah. Digest. But for me, it meant so much. My parents, I went to a predominantly white school. My parents subscribed to Ebony and they subscribed to Jet. That's how
0: you learned about black people.
1: And honestly, it was. And I mean, not just, <laughs> not just, I, I shouldn't say it like that, but it was, it was Rachel, key.
0: Rachel. Well, it's 5.30. It's time to read it was key, Jet Magazine. It was,
1: key to, staying, just called an it was Afro. key to staying on point with what was happening in the culture. So obviously True. my parents and church and my neighborhood were all of black. Course. Oh, Cliff. And they did exactly what they were supposed to do. But it was cool to see Beauty of the Week. It was cool to see the top songs and albums yep, on the back that. page. It was cool to see, you know black love you had the wedding announcements you had people on the cover you had different stories and so it was very key to what was happening in the culture
0: Mm -hmm. on a weekly there was like a question on the front page is bill cosby the dad of america like 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 is michael jackson the greatest of all time michael jackson on there
1: what did Jet mean to you or did it oh it's beauty of the week Page forty-three. Like,
0: to be okay. honest, to be honest with you, at like at the point did that did you I, cut
1: them out and at put the point. On wall?
0: No, I didn't cut them out. Okay, at the point that the jet beauty that I realized that it had the beauty of the week, the rest of the jet really didn't. <laughs> <laughs> you turn right to a beauty of the week. Who is it? Where is she from? What does she like to do? Oh, she's from DC. Oh, she's from Tallahassee, Florida. She went to FAMU. Oh, no, no. you know, what's
1: interesting as Jed comes back out, they have to rethink that kind of thing. They're not going to do
0: beauty, of the, beauty. I don't the know.
1: Week? It's a different day and age. It's like, what is beauty? Before you could do that, and it was just. Which also I think about Boomerang. There's certain things that you accept because you were so happy that you were having this moment. You know, uh-huh. Boomerang had the largest budget of any black film at its time, yeah. and it went on to be wildly successful. Yeah, but um, staple in the culture at the time. You know, that was unheard of, which is why it was it's so iconic and such a landmark moment. I think with same thing with Beauty of the Week. We saw you saw you didn't see black women in that way and bikinis and their beauty being celebrated and put in out in such a public way,
0: yeah.
1: in 2022, somebody's gonna find a problem with it. Yeah, I
0: mean, you'll find a problem with everything. You guys find a problem with the movie.
1: You guys find a problem with the when beauty. he says "you guys." He means women. You women, you women. You women have that. a that problem with
0: I'm sick of all these goddamn complaining. All right, we're gonna take a, a pause. We're gonna get back to the super fucked up big deal of the day. They fucking with the kids. Testable. okay big deal of the day i'm sure you guys have heard of the story mm-hmm. sesame place in philadelphia is being called out there's a mother of two two little kids um and it's claiming that one of the theme parks employees that was dressed up as rosita shunned her black daughters the video shared by the woman her name is jody um, shows her two daughters excitedly watching characters parade through the theme park in Philadelphia. We're going to play the video for you right now if you're watching. Uh, if you're listening to us, uh, we need you to go and look at the video. When the two women see the character, they try to get a high five. Two little black girls try to mm-hmm. get a high five. Get waved off by Rosita. First of all, it wasn't even just a high five. The little girl was walking up to Rosita to get a hug. She's trying to get a hug. It was a lot. No hug. And they try to get a high five. Boom. Sesame Place came back and said that the Rosita character was responding to somebody who was asking for the, the kid to be held. Hold my kid. And it was going, no, I can't do that. But there's another angle where it looks like Rosita walks past them. No hug, no high five. Then walks past them again. These are the little black kids. No hug, no. High you see the second angle?
1: So, is it the one I sent in the
0: group chat? No, no. Maybe, maybe, no. There's the first angle we see when she with the right, characters right. coming like this. Mm-hmm. It's the second angle when she walks past them again. No fucking high five. Sesame Place is saying that they're very inclusive and this was a mistake. You watched it, Rachel. Do you think it was a mistake what Rosita did?
1: Excuse my language, because we're talking about Sesame Street, but this is fucked up. And it really made me like it really made me sad to see. Like it really did because i just keep putting myself in the place of the mother and those two children and this is something maybe the kids when kids are young sometimes they don't realize certain things but maybe it did and this is something that is going to let's just say that they did realize it it is something that they will remember forever it was so blatant and the fact that something
0: that they'll remember forever
1: if they if they recognized what was happening,
0: oh yeah, that they would get that race. Oh, okay, I see what you mean. If, if, like, if, if, if the they children, if they understood the racism, right. they're gonna, for the rest of their lives, they're gonna be like, you know, one time I went to, yeah, I get yeah, you. It, yeah,
1: and they might not because Absolutely sometimes not. things just go over uh, children's heads. But if they did, let's just operate in a world where they understood because you saw it on their faces in the moment. They they were hurt. Yeah. You saw it. They recognized that they were passed over. They were reaching out to this beloved figure to them, and the figure. Looked down, shook her hand over them, like, yeah. nah, 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 Not and walked you. away. Right. Right, and within two seconds before that, though, was, you know, giving high fives and hugs to people. It just, it like hurt my heart to see these kids rejected in a certain way. Like, we know as Black people that we will be rejected time and time again the uh-huh. world will reject us and society will reject us and like and whatever and we can understand that and maybe handle it a little better as as adults but as children to learn that lesson at such a young age and to be rejected in such a public way by somebody you adore so much Rosita. is hard I will remember I I'm not going to name the athlete but I was a kid and I was a big fan of this athlete. Who do you play for? And I went to a book signing. Who do you play for? And I was so excited to go and my mom went Why with me. Why do I protect these people? And my mom went with me and I waited, we waited in line for a long time and she did it for me because I was such a sports fan.
3: Uh-huh.
1: And when I got up to the line and I had my book yeah. I was. I held my book and I sat it down, and I was just like waiting for this individual to make eye contact with me and acknowledge me. And they signed the book and just passed it down. Didn't say hello. Didn't look at me. And I was seven or eight, and I'll never forget that. And I remember, I because I'm dramatic. I took the book and I threw it away.
0: <laughs> you kind so of bugging in dr- on that.
1: I'm so dramatic, but they didn't. I'm a kid, and and being in a position now where people. I am on no means on that person's level. But being in a position where there are people who admire what you do and want acknowledgement. Sorry, Van's laughing at me, but it's true. I, no, there's I actually just, agree with you. There's just something where I am so tuned in when it's a it child. It would have taken a half
0: a second for that person to connect with you and I make a memory. In for, for, yeah. This was yeah, a person right.
1: who was my hero. Right. And I just so. Are they still relevant so, today? And, like, and I've seen this person now doing what I do multiple you times You didn't tell them the story? No.
0: Oh, fuck that. I no. Definitely. And I hey, but hey, but man. my
1: point is yeah it stood out to me at seven or eight. And so it's and you I think, think that's why it? like when I saw this it just hit so hard because they probably will remember that because I remember it when it happened to me, yeah. waiting that whole time yeah, to see right. that one person, and then they diss you. So it's just it's just despicable, and the statement from, from, from Sesame Street is even worse because it's like, you don't hmm. know who sits inside of that costume. You don't know what their beliefs are. There are multiple videos now coming out mm-hmm. showing this same character dissing other Black children. And so it's like, y'all have to do better than this. You just have to acknowledge the fact that you made a mistake in hiring this person who's clearly racist towards black children. So
0: Sesame Place, the costumes our performers wear sometimes make it difficult to see at lower levels. Fuck that. (laughs) And sometimes our performers mishug requests from geth. The performer pertaining Come to the Rosita on. character has confirmed that the no hand gestures seen several times in the video was not directed <laughs> to any specific person, whether it was a response, like I said earlier, to multiple requests from someone in the crowd who asked Rosita to hold their child for a photo. Okay, which is not permitted. Okay. Not. So, so here's the thing. I think <clears throat> this is a very important moment. It's an important moment in the life of the kids, of course, like you say, but it's an important moment for us as well because we say shit a lot of times and people think that we're making it up, right? Yes. So we go, we say stuff and people think. Come on, man.
1: You're being sensitive.
0: You're being sensitive. So you say stuff like, hey, man, I remember going to Sesame Place, Philadelphia, when I was like seven or eight years old. And there was this character, Rosita, Latinx character, like, you know, black love, brown pride, like, like Tupac said, we're together. I remember trying to get a hug and they hugged all the other white kids, but they didn't hug us and I'm still wondering and you say stuff like that years later and people go that's your trauma talking Mm -hmm. that's you that's your problem you're making this up and we keep trying to say yo we're not making it up shit fucking goes down now in this situation I will say this Donnie knows me and Donnie found something we found a commercial okay
1: Okay.
0: And if anyone has seen this commercial, I want people to watch this commercial. If anyone's seen this commercial, I personally think we should have expected this from Sesame Place. Go ahead, Donnie. Come on down to Sesame Place, where the only little <laughs> brownies we accept are the ones who came straight from Betty Crocker, who was a white woman. That's right. As long as your kids have ancestors who own slaves, we're down to play with them and love them up. If not, leave them home because we got mail detectors. Yeah! That's an actual Sesame Place. Philadelphia commercial.
1: For anybody who like, might have been real... watching the footage, you would have seen Van mouthing
0: the words <laughs> to the commercial. Because <laughs> I watched it so many times. I watched it so many times. Look, <laughs> look, look, there's a lot of people out here. <laughs> Donnie, <a> of...
1: <laughs> you need to stop playing into the things that Van <laughs> has okay, to do. So here's
0: the thing, which I don't understand is that Donnie is like, Donnie is with me on this. Every time I come up with a new hair brained idea for Donnie, Donnie's like, okay, this is what we could do. Me and Donnie are cooking something up. We did it earlier. This is a, that's a real commercial from Sesame Place. Um, so, look, the question now becomes obviously I mean, we could talk about the years and years of microaggressions, and this is not so much a microaggression as this is uh, an actual aggression. Let, let's do this. Uh, so, I'll do this. Let's say that in some realm, this is a mistake.
1: Okay.
0: Let's just go with that. Let's okay. say in some realm, in some
1: sure we can play that places, can Let's play, play
0: that. that. That this is a mistake. Mm-hmm. It doesn't change what Sesame Place has to do. Mm-hmm. Because the thing that's more important than anything here is how the kids feel. These are not adults. Adults sometimes you got to look at an adult And you got to say hey fuck your feelings Mm -hmm. With a child That's not important With a child It's important to me at least I don't have any children But I see them in Target and other places I don't have any children But with a child It's very important That we teach them that their feelings matter Right Like we teach them that we're providing the structure for them, a place in the world where their feelings matter, where they can express themselves. So these children felt a certain way. I don't know if they had enough scar tissue on their brains yet to think racism. You just mm-hmm.
1: noticed the sign? 100%. You just
0: noticed the sign? <laughs> I don't know if they've had enough life experience to say racism. Now they'll feel racism, obviously. And that's another thing that we can talk about in terms of the conversation around this. But Sesame Place has to make sure that these kids know that they're welcome there and that other little black and brown kids know that they're welcome there too. It is not something unfair for this company to have to do. Right. It's their job to be welcoming to children. Mm-hmm. These two children were put in a situation where they don't feel welcome. The question now becomes, Sesame Place, beyond statements defending yourself, what are you prepared to do to make these kids feel welcome. Yeah. I said really they should blow the whole fucking budget on them. They want to come back to Sesame, Sh- <laughs> Sesame Place. They should be able to stay in Sesame. They should be able to go Sesame fucking crazy because this Sesame, I'm not taking look nigga I'm at the end of my rope. I'm not taking racism from Sesame Street. I'm not accepting it like we, we shouldn't. We, we've accepted racism a lot of places. Let's be honest man the fucking Waffle House you know all kinds of I can't I'm not fucking taking it from fucking Big Bird. Y'all gonna get right. If Sesame Place don't make this right, it's foot on the neck of Sesame Place for as long as it has to be. This has to be done. These are the children. We need their brains to form right.
1: Well, it's just so opposite from what Sesame Street stands for. And I guess it was what made this whole situation blow up even more. Obviously the act of it is is ridiculous but the response from Sesame Street was so un-Sesame Sesame Street Place. like.
0: You're, you're, you're throwing the whole street in.
1: Is it not the whole thing? Is it not the same Whoa. thing? Your commercial had Sesame Street
0: written down. It out. had Sesame Place. Oscar the Grouch had nothing to do with this. And neither did this stuff or So
1: of Sesame Place is everything.
0: Sesame Place is a theme park. That's Sesame Street themed.
1: Okay, it's the same thing. I don't have time for this. I didn't watch it. <laughs> I don't. I, I'm gonna be very honest, with y'all. I didn't grow up watching Sesame Street. I'm not into the characters. I Yo, find, man, what's up with
0: your parents, I man? Find and, I find Pretty Muppets. I find Muppets and
1: puppets very disturbing. Did you watch Fraggle Rock? And I found it terrifying. My sister, my older sister, watched it. I, I'm familiar with. I didn't watch it. Alf. I don't. I don't like that stuff. I find it extremely disturbing.
0: Mm-hmm. Alf was. Alf was different. Alf was.
1: I, I find it. I, Alf had a sex edition. It. Okay, I don't know enough about it to to speak on that. Yeah, but it, it's Alpha's all, different. I, I, I want to see it in an animated space. I don't want to see the puppets. Gotcha. It's, I'm just very bothered by it. Anyways, it's very anti-whatever-you-want-to-call-it. What's the correct, I say Sesame Place? It's very anti-Sesame Place. So to me, this was a no-brainer, and it should have been very easy for Sesame Place to say, we are not uh, we are going to investigate what happened with that person in that costume because you're talking to adults now at this yeah. point. You don't have to pretend like Santa Claus is real or that kind of thing. Just say we're going to investigate and we're going to understand what happens. Why are you going so hard trying to defend that individual when it's very obvious what happened in that video from multiple angles when you don't even know the personal beliefs of that person to me it should have been like we're handling it we're going to take care of it we're going to reach out to these children we're going to make it right and we're going to make sure no other children who looks like them or any other race yeah. feels this way again because that's not what Sesame Place represents absolutely this was
0: easy it's easy fix and by the way it's just like we said it's important that we go the extra mile to make Little black kids feel welcome in the yes. world. Like, feel welcome in the world. These are two little black kids. They just want to hug these characters that we see. There's two things that they can do. Seriously. Obviously, two ways that Sesame Place can make this up. Okay. One is to open the park up, bring those little kids back out, let them have a good time, get as many hugs as they want.
1: This was a park? I thought it was a parade. I'm so sorry. I thought it was it's, a park. It looks like a
0: parade in the park. Okay. You ever go to Think Park before?
1: I have, but I didn't know Sesame Place had
0: its own. But it's it, they got parades sometimes that happen in theme parks. All kinds of things happen in you're theme right. parks. You're yeah.
3: right, you're right, you're right.
0: Or there's something else they can do. We can round up maybe 40, 60 black adults, and they can let us go to the park and just beat the fucking okay. shit.
1: Let's go with the former.
0: Out of the, all of the characters.
1: Let's go with the like, former. Like,
0: get our fucking angst out. You know, while the little girls like watch, they can ride rides and they don't have to say what's up. Sorry to the little girls. They can let us go up there because I'm ready to go and just let us beat the fuck. Because I tell you one thing, beating up mascots and seeing them beat up is hilarious.
1: It's going to be traumatizing for children who look. No, 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 no. They're not going to
0: watch us beat up. They're they're not going to watch us beat them up. I want a piece of Rosita. I'm not going to lie. Like, I like it. Like for me, I don't know who's in there, but hopefully it's not a lady. But if it's a lady, I'll get Ebony That's on a
1: lady. I was going to say, or me. Listen, it's hard enough that our children are, have to face things from human beings. But the fact that now they have to deal with it from fictionalized characters is what makes this whole thing worse.
0: Uh, we'll see what Sesame Place does. Obviously, what Sesame Place has said now is not going to work. Right. Got to go a little bit further. Okay. You guys saw the commercial. You know that there's a history. So the reality is Sesame Place, this doesn't have to be the biggest thing in the world. It can be something that you move on from, but you got to do the right thing. Right. Got to make a good world for little black right. kids. We're going to take a break. All right, coming up next, guys, we have Amber Rose. We told you we would have Amber Rose on the podcast. Amber Rose is going to join us on Higher Learning. I'm picking the polish off of my nails.
1: I know. Please stop doing that. Rachel That's uh, it. bugs it. me because you sh- then you shouldn't do it.
0: Shouldn't do it's what? It's a waste. Well, you shouldn't, I mean, you shouldn't take, take the time off. to
1: put it. It's not com- it's anyway. coming off because you're picking it off. It's,
0: not, it's coming off. Anyways, it's, can we got, get to Amber? We got Amber Rose. <laughs> You guys, welcome to Higher Learning. Again, we have Amber Rose joining us right now. At Higher Learning, give it up for Yay! Amber Rose.
4: she just walked Yay. in the building.
0: Uh, you, you know, you are our first in-person guest. That yes, we've really. Yes, yeah. so it's all been Zoom since before you, before now.
4: Oh right, yeah. I, I follow you guys. Yeah. Yeah.
0: What 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 are the shoes? Tell me. Vedamont. What's that?
4: Um, like a designer brand.
0: But I don't even, how can it be something that you have and I don't even know about it?
1: Because you're wearing a periodic table of Marvel t-shirt. <laughs> so I think people know that fashion is not your forte. <clears throat> you
0: just <laughs> fucked <laughs> over of me
4: for no reason. I'm just pointing <laughs> out the yeah, man. You're you good. can't be you're great okay. at
1: everything, Van. That's not your thing. That's it's fine. True.
0: Amber, what's going on? How are you doing?
1: I'm
4: doing really, really good. How what, are
0: you? I'm good. What is good for Amber Rose?
4: Um, happy. Yay! Yeah, happy is is a wonderful thing. And healthy.
0: Happy and healthy.
4: Yeah.
1: What's been key to, for you to get to that place? Because so many people are aspiring, self-included. Like, some days I'm happy, some days I'm not Not always healthy. Because I, I, I have a feeling when you say that, you mean mentally and physically. So if you can Both, talk yes. about your road to, to getting there.
4: Yeah, I feel like... Um, in order for in order for me to get where I am now, I had to really just be exactly who I am up here. Mm. And when, you know, for non-famous people, it's hard. So for famous people, it's even harder, right? right? Because you have, like, this persona or, or, or I don't know, the perception of who people think you are. Mm-hmm. And you try to live up to that. And then I just got to the point where I was just like, you know, I I just got to be me. I got to do whatever makes me happy. And that's what I'm going to do. And I just start doing that. I mean, I know it sounds simple, but no, I really I really start doing that unapologetically. Mm.
3: You
4: know,
1: Can I so. ask a follow up really sure. quickly? Was that scary for you to do?
4: Uh, yes and no, because I've always been, like, Amber, Mm -hmm. and then when I became famous, that's when all the shit started, you know, it was like, you have to dress like this, you have to say things like this, you have to be super politically correct, and, like...
0: Who told you these things, Amber?
4: Um, just the the inner circles. Yeah, they, basically. Yeah. Yeah, and then, like, you know, you get, like, a publicist, and, like... (laughs) (laughs) You, and then you're just like, yo, that's not who I am. Why do I have to fucking act like I'm somebody that I'm not? Mm-hmm. And it became very frustrating for a long time.
0: Why do you think you're famous?
4: Um, I'll, t- I'll tell you something. <laughs> when I was in Philly, I would get on the bus and people would ask me for an autograph. I swear to God, on my children... And I was I was just a regular girl from South. This Billy. was before. This was when I was 16 years old. Oh right. wow. And I I lied to you not, I am not exaggerating. I'm mm. not saying this with any ego. <laughs> I swear to God, people would ask me for my autograph and mm. they would be like, You're gonna be somebody
0: mm. one day. You
4: look famous. You look I don't know. To answer that question, I don't know.
0: Hmm. What like
4: Hold on. I have a follow-up to that. Sure, <laughs> go for it. So, because it's funny. I did an interview earlier. I had a lot of interviews today. Mm-hmm. Um, I... So, like, there was no one before me to say, oh, I want to be like that girl and take these steps to get to where she's at. Either they were a singer or an actress... Right. ...or had talent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. So... When I got into the entertainment business, it was, there was literally no blueprint. an act. Mm-hmm. It was an accident, mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> right, right. So I guess for me is so you don't know. What do you feel like the significance of your fame is?
4: The significance of my fame, I don't know, man. I, I mean, I can honestly say it. Like you're saying, initially, no. I or mean, so even like, ju- so, so
0: like if like people are famous for all kinds of reasons right and normally when somebody gets like this type of notoriety mm. it's like like they like for example
1: what are you famous for
0: What am I famous for? Really? I got something in common with Amber. I know. I know. That's what I'm trying <laughs> right, to get you It's like say. what I'm famous for is like a moment that inspired a lot of people. I was on TV before that but I had a moment with you know this guy that we know and it inspired a lot of people and from then I was given a platform. I feel like the significance of that
4: I disagree.
0: You disagree.
4: I knew you way before that.
0: I know. I know you, you a lot
4: of people did though.
0: Yeah, I think but I think that you know it turned a corner then, you know?
4: Yeah, but but you could say that about anyone, right? So everyone that's famous, whether they're, you know, uber uber famous, they had the one director that was like, I want okay. you to be in the mood. So everything is a stepping stone in life. We don't owe people our lives because if we sustain that, uh-huh. that's us. Right. You understand what I'm saying? So like there's people that come and go, but if you have a voice and a platform and you decide to, you know, stay with it and and be able to talk to people and have mm-hmm. communications with people, like that's a talent in itself.
3: Yeah.
1: I was telling somebody that you were coming on the podcast because I was excited about it. And they said, well, she's like the first influencer. And I was like, I don't consider herself like, I don't know, because when I think of an influencer, I think of somebody who's on social media, just like posting pictures. But to me, you because you were the first in what you did in so many ways, Mm -hmm. I saw you more than that. Yes, sure. You influence people and a culture and maybe like a school of thought, but I didn't look at you as an influencer. Do you see yourself in that uh, my way? I'm focus
0: on cutting all their hair off.
4: But, r- but no, sure. yeah, I mean, but I like, I guess look I looked, for
0: sure.
1: right. But I guess I was looking at, I'm boxing in influencer, maybe in the terms that we look at it today. I thought you more than that. Do you see, would you call yourself an influencer?
4: An influencer. No, I don't want to be an influencer.
1: Yeah. See? That's that's how I see no, it.
4: I just want to be me. And then if you fuck with me and you fuck with the things that I'm saying and you want to follow that, that's cool. If not, I'm cool with that too.
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't want to like I want to be me and you do you.
4: That's it. Yeah. And if you rock with me, you don't. Yes, and if you do, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to say All I'm right. an influencer because then it's like, I don't want to influence people. I just want to be me. And if you fuck with it, then that's cool.
1: Well, then let me piggyback on that because What I have loved, what you've done with the slut walk and taking something that people, words and phrases people tried to put on you in a negative way. And Mm -hmm. you took power in and you were like, no, I'm going to take it as this because this is who I am. I'm going to take this negativity and turn it into something else. I think that's influential. I loved that you did that. Would you consider yourself an influencer in that way? Like, what would you describe that move? The movement It's not that movement. It's still present. Like Mm -hmm. what you're doing with that.
4: Yeah. I mean, I feel like the gay community has been doing that for years, you know, fighting against derogatory labels where young teens were committing suicide, getting bullied in school um, from the F word, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, It's the same thing. It's homophobia, racism, um, you know, sexism. It's all in the same realm. So I'm just fighting the good fight for women, but... I'm not the first, nor will I be the last, mm. but I'm happy to be a part of it.
0: Let's talk about get your horn. <laughs> okay, couple of things. Yes, I've seen responses cross the gamut. All right, let me just give you all the responses. Cause I'm from Louisiana. <laughs> okay. All right, we take our Cash Money records very seriously.
4: <laughs> I, I yeah okay.
0: I there was homies that hit me up like, what the fuck is Fresh doing? What the fuck? What? It's a
4: classic. It's twenty two years old. They need to get over it. Damn, <laughs> is it twenty two
0: years no, old? It's twenty two it's years old. It's a cl- that. Well, that's what makes it a classic. Yeah, I, all right,
4: but, but I mean, come on.
0: Was there was there any part of you that thought that maybe you should leave a classic like get your roll on? Alone? No,
4: I love to piss people off. <laughs> <laughs> that's my thing. I, I do too. <laughs>
0: why um why make why make the song? What what is what does get your hoe on mean? What what does it mean to get your hoe on?
4: Get your hoe on means dance with no shame, live with no shame, date with no shame, and live your best fucking life. Because if you don't and you hold back, they'll probably call you a hoe anyway. So don't let it bother you. Just get your hoe on, girl. Live your best life. Girl
0: or guys? What? Could guys get their hoe on? Everybody. It's fluid. It's fluid. You say everybody get your hoe on. So a lot of people would say. I say
4: all my bitches.
0: You say all my bitches. That's what I say. Okay. So you're talking specifically to women.
4: No, men can be bitches too.
0: (laughs) I'm asking because a lot (laughs) lot of people would say that as far as us fellas, we already been getting our hoe on.
4: Well, listen, it's like like the argument of like black lives matter. And then people are like, but all lives matter. Uh Mm Mm-hmm. It's like let us have our moment. So y'all do what get, y'all want to do. Get your hoe
0: on is for the for the ladies
4: and the LGBTQ community
0: and the LGBTQ LGBTQ community. So let me ask you this: There's a lot of people who think the message is unhealthy because they have a negative connotation. Don't listen on hoeing. It's, <laughs> is hoeing healthy?
4: But but that's the thing when if you're talking to somebody stupid, right? <laughs> they're gonna say. She's promiscuous. She's telling little girls to go out and have sex all day. Y'all know that's not what I'm saying. Come on.
1: So define Hoenn. This defi- some shit define I just need y'all Hoan. to know. it. Define Hoenn for the, for the stupid Hoan people. Hoenn
4: is having control of your own body. In this political climate, we do not even have control of our own body. Mm. Very true. Why can we not have a song to celebrate us? And us be able to do whatever we want with our bodies. And that's also not having sex and saying no. Not being forced to be with somebody because you feel obligated because you told them to come over and you changed your mind. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Don't don't take get your home on so literally. Like I want you to go outside and, and, you know, walk up to a car and get money in exchange for sex. Right. It's just some shit I just need y'all to know. Not y'all. But, like, just people, it's like, come on. Right. Yeah. It's ridiculous.
0: The the lyrics of the song are sexual.
4: Sex. Some.
0: Some. Wet pussy we slang.
4: We're sexual beings, and that's okay.
0: I agree with you. I'm wondering if you, when you make a song, when you're in there and you're going, I'm going to make the song, get your hoe on. If you're thinking about the people's buttons who you need to push – in order to get the message out there are are you knowing (laughs) that you're gonna fuck with people
1: oh
4: yeah (laughs) i love every she's confrontational i love it so much oh it just it makes me like (laughs) orgasm
0: (laughs) when you piss people off that makes oh
4: my god i feel the tingles all over my body i love it
0: so everybody that's everybody that's that's i'm not a troll though everybody's Seems seems a little trollish. I'm not a troll. But, like, it, 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 but everybody that's I'm like, more
4: masochistic. Is that how you say Maso- t- masoch- masochistic? Like a masochist. So, yeah. So yeah.
0: You, so what you're saying is you you open up your shit. You're on Instagram. I fucking hate Amber Rose, and you're like, ah.
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly how I feel. <laughs> Getting Manny no. on the track was that a process nope. or was? Okay, I hit him in the DM. I said, "Yo, let's get your hoe on, put over, get your roll on beat." He said, "That's the best thing I ever fucking heard." Yeah, and then and then he was like, "Come down to Houston." He lives in Houston now. He was like, "Come down to Houston." We were at his house. We ate. We was in the studio. He was he reproduced the whole thing. Really? Yep. It is not a loop or or I could tell it's an interpolation. Yeah, interpolation. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. He reproduced the whole thing. And he was just like, this shit. And he even hit me after because there was blogs like, Amber gets torn apart on Twitter. And I went on Twitter. It was like three tweets that Mm -hmm. said they didn't like it. Every other tweet was like, this shit's a bop. This shit's hard. He was like, look, you know, if people ain't talking about you, you ain't doing nothing right. So Mm -hmm. he loved it. He loves it still. He's very happy. Have you
0: ever been embarrassed about anything? Like, so much of your life has been out there, but,
4: right? But I, I get embarrassed about shit that, like, like more personal conversations or, like, personal shit that I, I've done. Like, I'll wake up 3 o'clock in the morning and be like, why the fuck did I do that in 2012? Like what? Like, just, I don't know. if I Like, just said something mm-hmm. out of turn that was just stupid. And then I would just go home and be like, why the fuck did I say that?
1: So to piggyback on that, do you regret anything that you've done? Maybe you didn't embarrass I'm you, but maybe like... Not I can't really okay. think of
4: anything, no. Yeah. No, everything was a learning experience for me.
0: So this is my this is my my question about Get Your Home On. Is there a sequel? <laughs> is, do you plan to go back to the well and take another hip-hop classic and make it into a sex-positive anthem?
4: Not right now.
0: Are you planning on starting a rap career?
4: My album is done.
0: Your album is done?
4: I was working on my album the last time I talked to you. When you asked me if I was a rapper, and I looked over, and then I was like, nah. What year was
0: this? This was like 2019 or something.
4: I've been working on my album for two years.
0: So I remember that. And I remember you, I remember going... Are you about to use because you was dressed like a rapper then? Amber had the velour on; she had the chain. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, you was dressed like a rapper then. I'm like, you're gonna start rapping. So you're seriously gonna start rapping now.
4: I literally was rapping back then,
0: but it doesn't matter unless you put the music out, Amber. But yeah. she
4: did. She just did. She
0: just did. So I'm saying the album's coming out. This is the first single. What's the name of the album?
4: I can't say that
1: right. Well, now. Well, give us something. You gotta tell like us something. features, maybe. No, what's no, no. the can't the features. maybe? What's the like? Just the,
4: know that this was not. Uh, overnight thing Uh I've been quiet on purpose Uh Um, I sat in the studio day and night
0: Uh
4: I have a good ear I've A&R'd a bunch of amazing projects
0: you've A&R'd a bunch of projects oh yeah like give me an example like what have you A&R'd all my
4: boyfriends all of them Mm.
0: you've A&R'd for all your boyfriends all
4: of them you've A&R'd for yay absolutely you've A&R'd for I put Nicki on monster I put Nicki on monster you can just
1: stop there (laughs)
4: <laughs> you can stop there right <laughs> I put Nicki on Monster he didn't know who Nicki was back then I had Nicki pull up to the studio and I put her on Monster
0: cause you guys were yeah I think me you and I, you guys were super close at that particular time right,
4: right but she was still coming up
0: yeah yeah she and was and I saw
4: her in the studio and I said oh my god this bitch is fucking talented as hell and then I went back to Kanye and I was like you need to get this girl, Nikki, on Monster. And he was like, who, what? No, I'm not, no, mm-mm. And I said, just let her pull up. What's it going to hurt? She did it. So he didn't listen to anything
1: that she had done. She just pulled up and, and like, with that verse.
4: Well, she pulled up, and, and we all had a conversation. Mm-hmm. She heard the song, and then she came back the next day with the verse.
0: And he almost wanted, he wanted to take the verse off.
4: Because it was too good.
0: It, was, it was, was too good. slid on that bitch. Yeah,
4: he told me that the same day. Did He's you... like, how the fuck did you bring in a bitch that killed me on my own song?
0: <laughs> did you have to convince him to keep the verse on the song?
4: I don't remember that part. Mm. It's so a long you, time ago, man. a very
0: long time ago. I remember that, man. I was a young man then. So but for Wiz <laughs> and 21-2, you helped them with their music? like Yeah, you I art? feel
4: like if you're in the studio and you're like, yo, there's this, here's this old song that you should probably get somebody to sample. Or, you know, I don't think you should repeat that line again. It's just, it's too repetitive. It's just not. Or maybe if you count by numbers, most of those songs work.
0: (laughs) (laughs) For your album, wait...
4: (laughs) For your album, wait. When is it dropping? I'm just know? saying those are things that I have. I have. You've contributed
0: to.
1: to like, I
4: believe it because you're probably in the studio so much. But right? babe, I'm also from South Philly. I, I grew up in a diner. My mother was a waitress, mm. so I sat. She didn't. We were very poor. They let me have a booth at the restaurant with my little coloring books, and all I heard was music mm-hmm. all day long. Mm. So, am I attracted to creativity? And music, yes, I am. Mm-hmm. But I'm also happy now that I have the means to do it independently. Mm-hmm. I don't need a 360 deal. I don't need money. I already have my own money. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so I, you know, I could put out songs when I want. I could put out my album when I want. Mm-hmm. I, everything is, like, mine. Mm-hmm. Who's your
1: inspiration? Like, who... Like, what rappers are you looking at that you're, like, maybe... Inspired by or pulled, like when you were sitting in that diner, like who is it that was influential to you that you're taking and you're putting in your own album?
4: A few people Little Kim, Madonna, Eminem, Marilyn Manson, Mm. System of a Down. What the fuck? And Rick Ross,
0: you know I love all of these people, but the, you, nigga, you all over the place. <laughs> that's what's John Rebending. What
4: my album is John Rebending. So you got some y'all. rock on there. I have everything you could ever need and want, man.
0: You feel like you're gonna have the album of the year? Is it I,
4: dropping I, in 2022? Like, yeah, I, my I, listen. I I know my shit is hard.
0: You know it's hard.
4: One hundred percent. I will bring. I'll I'll let you hear my album outside when we're done. Amber,
0: I want you to be ready for the fact that a lot of people aren't ready for you to come into the rap game you're going to get a lot of blowback for this
4: who cares I've been doing that I've been (laughs) dealing with that shit for 10 years I sleep like a baby how are you (laughs) in AE right now good
0: you're good yeah like there was some ups and downs a lot and now you guys are up again
4: um yes for the most part yeah it's complicated what does that mean it's just a lot. It's layers.
0: What are the layers?
4: That's a lot of <laughs> layers, man. What's the layers? It's just it's just personal layers that, like, you know, it, it, it takes a long time to, to break all that down. Mm. I will say this. I will say this. And this is no excuse to hurt people or break hearts or be a fucking asshole, right? But a lot of men, and I've noticed this throughout the years black white asian spanish don't matter. A lot of men don't have positive male role models in their lives growing up, mm-hmm. right? And it 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 affects them in ways that is detrimental to um like their their mind and their body and their the outside world and their rel- their friends and everything just they don't know how to keep it together cuz they never had a man that said this is how it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. So I'm all for guys. And this is a, this is another misconception about me. I've heard people say, well, like, you don't want guys to get their hoe on, but, like, girls can. But it's like, no, I want guys to get their hoe on. But be a compassionate hoe. I'm a compassionate hoe. I don't fuck <laughs> married men and and men in relationships and men with babies on the way and all that. I don't do shit like that.
0: Right. Right.
4: Be a compassionate, hoe. <laughs> compassionate... A hoe, a hoe with morals. That's what she said. Uh, what's, what's
0: compassionate hoeing? Tell us what she compassionate, compassionate
4: hoe. hoeing is. It, it's like you know, if you want to live your best life and do what you want with your body, that is okay. But don't hurt people. Mm, Be that's a it. good person. That's it. I'm a good person. I don't hurt people, man. I don't. Mm. I I don't. I don't cheat. I don't lie. If I'm done with a relationship, I'm honest about it. I don't go out and find somebody new before I leave that person. Like, I'm just, you know, so I feel like and not only with AE, my baby daddy, most of my relationships, most men in general, I have brothers, I have sons. I'm so it's a sausage party at my house every day. I'm the only girl, Mm -hmm. you know, my security, my assistant, my team. They're all men. So I have a lot of these conversations
1: lyrically when we see you. I mean, like you, you said the album's done, but lyrically when we get to hear these these songs, will you tap into not just the misconceptions that people have of you, but maybe like a side of you that people don't normally get to see? Will you go there?
5: Um,
4: musically, I mean, I I just do what feels right in that moment. Mm-hmm. So... I don't really, I I feel like I'm an open book. I mean, there's not much else to really know mm-hmm. about me.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: I'm pretty open. Yeah. You know what Remember, I mean? I worked
0: at the office, so I know it all. Yeah.
4: yeah. But I think, like, maybe the things people
1: don't know about you, right? Like, not what they see on social, not what they watch. Like, when you're at home, you know what I mean? Like, and you're with the kids. It's like the stuff that people don't see. Like, will you maybe tap into that when they maybe... Cause I feel like people think they know you, but they maybe necessarily don't. They definitely well, do not. Know yeah, you. so I'm saying, will we get that? Probably in not. your lyrics. Okay. <laughs> I don't
4: want what nobody don't they, in my
1: house. What the, what what don't they know?
0: How you are about like what like what what is this, what's the this, You're so open. What are the secrets that Amber Rose keeps?
4: I'm allergic to cilantro. Oh That's no! Fucked up. Yeah, why? Why? Like I like to sleep with socks on, like, no. and my pants tucked in my socks.
0: Oh, nigga, you weird. Oh,
4: <laughs> like, Amber, and hot. I'm, I'm <laughs> no, I, I literally have to. <laughs> yeah. I will not sleep all night. I will be up all night if I don't have my pants tucked into my socks. First of all, I will not sleep naked either. I don't give a fuck. So let, let's let's talk
0: about this real quick. <laughs>
4: There's recently, some secrets about me. I've
0: recently discovered sleeping naked.
1: How do you recently so, discover this? Was it how? So it's an accident. So listen,
0: it was hot, and I'm like, "Fuck it." It's actually very liberating, Amber. I'm I good. I couldn't sleep with full pants on. You got to at least I can't have sleep shorts with socks on.
4: I would never sleep in shorts or just underwear or just naked. I will not, I need. I have full pajama sets. <laughs> okay, like full on, but like matching sets. With this tonight this
1: might be personal, but like, let's say you're intimate with someone and you fall asleep. I don't. I, oh, okay. I will well, not. They're sleep-
0: they're sleep. You don't fall asleep, so you it's like, like I mean, you said intimate. I'm just gonna say fucking.
1: <laughs> so if you're if you're if you're if you're in a
0: situation, you guys are fucking. You're having sex. Yeah. You can't just fall asleep. You're not naked? naked. Yes. Yeah, no. You're gonna uh-uh. get up and you're gonna go put something. I'm a wash on. up. Wash up.
4: I'm a you know feel clean. What's
0: what's the wash up situation like? What's like? What I probably do?
4: just a quick shower. Take a take a shower. I, I'm I'm gonna assume that I would probably get in the shower before. I'm very clean with my body. Yeah. Um. And then put on my pajamas and tuck my socks into my my pants into my socks. Now, if bed. you're at
0: his house. <laughs>
4: I will probably pack a bag with my pajamas and my. You already
0: know it's go time.
4: I listen. I will not sleep. I refuse to sleep uncomfortably. (laughs) I
1: won't do it. I'm like in shock. I would be so. I feel like I'm suffocating with socks on.
4: Have to, Mm. and I can't have a break between my pants and my my socks. (laughs) Why? I will wake up in one second.
0: So you have to. So you have to feel. You have to feel a complete. So you got to think.
4: Okay. So I grew up with a black mom, single mom. And Rachel mom,
0: Rachel not Rachel said you ain't black. I,
1: I said I did not know that. He Amber, had to educate me.
0: Let's keep it all the way. I he know, had to
4: I educate. White. Me. I'm white passing. You probably get that passing. a
1: lot. Amber, In my defense, way, I literally go, I literally said no, I'm I'm very I literally was like no, she's not, she's white. Look, I flat out said that. I had no I idea.
4: I am white passing.
0: But you're but you're black.
4: Yes.
1: And I had she no idea as well.
4: I have a white father. I had no idea. He had to educate me. Yeah.
0: You know but you don't talk to the white father. Oh, you talk to him?
4: yeah I talk does, to my dad I love my dad so
0: what what does what does he teach you does he teach you about whiteness like <laughs> <laughs> he
4: don't teach me about whiteness
0: he doesn't tell you like hey well my dad has three children
4: of color my dad is not a regular white guy your
0: dad's a dark shark he likes a little bit
4: <laughs> I've never heard that he's a dark <laughs> shark <what> <laughs> <even>. <laughs> your dad's a dark shark he likes, them, he likes a little chocolate yeah well my stepmom is from Panama but she's a she's black, black. yeah like
0: black, Afro Latina yes what is, I never hear about your dad. Like, we've never, like, we talked about your mom the last time. I never hear about your dad. What's what's his thing?
4: Um, well, this might contradict what I just Tell said. Tell us about
0: your father. Cause a lot of people <laughs> would look and they would say, Does Amber Rose have father issues? Cause anytime a woman is down with the hoeing, they go, Oh my God. I
4: do not have daddy she, issues. She
0: must have an issue with her dad. <laughs> Tell us about your father.
4: So, the reason why it's difficult for me to explain is that me and my mother. Had a really great relationship Mm -hmm. growing up. And I was going to say, my mother always tucked me in and tucked my feet under. And she was very like, made sure I was warm. So now... Security. Yeah. That's my security. So my socks and my pants are my security. That makes sense. So, um, but, uh, yeah, I feel like my mom made mistakes and I'm not mad at her for that. Mm -hmm. Um, Most of my life, my mom said my dad really didn't give a fuck about me. Um, And uh, he did. But he was in the military. He was gone a lot. And so when I... when I My mom and dad got divorced when I was six. And then I went to live with him in Colorado for one year when I was 12. Mm -hmm. And I had no respect for him. Because all I heard my whole life was, your dad ain't shit, fuck him, Mm -hmm. you know. And so I was like, you ain't shit. And I was just disrespectful little ghetto ass bitch. And um, as I got older, me and my dad got a lot closer. Uh, Hence why, you know, people would be like, well, if she had a dad, then why was she a stripper? And why was she, you know, poor in a neighborhood with her mom in Philly? So that's kind of how it all went down. My dad definitely um, tried his best Mm. to be around as much as he could, but he was always shipped off to Germany or Norway or Panama. Where mm-hmm. my step... We met my stepmom 30 mm-hmm. years ago. So, um, yeah. So now we are very close. The whole um, family? Mm, no, I go see my dad separate and I see my mom separate.
0: Oh, yeah. But you're close with both of them, I mean.
4: My mom and dad, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, that's good. Mm-hmm. How are the kids? Wonderful. Mm. Getting big. How, How old, old is Yeah, Nine. Damn! Nine. Damn. I know. And Slash will be three in October.
0: God damn! What the fuck?
4: Like nine?
1: When's he? It's like he's going to college tomorrow. What does he want to be? Like, does he? Does he want to be in music? Does he like talk about that now? Does
4: (laughs) you know my kids are very interesting. (laughs) Like their mother, they're very very interesting kids. Um, So we're all genetically, and I I'm telling you this is genetic. Okay, I'm obsessed with gore like full on like blood guts brain splatter. like Amber the, what's up with you man Those are the his house like I've been
0: knowing you, so white white side. Side. you. but if people will say stuff I'll be like y'all don't know Amber I'm starting to believe what they say <laughs> you,
4: add, you wanted to know personal did. things about me No this come on keep ask. going
0: keep going
1: I like scare I like very, horror I'm stuff a, so this I'm doesn't bother me I'm a very
4: eclectic person so yeah I like shit like that both of my kids came out same way I didn't introduce them to nothing (laughs) they just love it so we have all fake blood that we like just put Mm. all over our faces and we run around the house like zombies Mm. and um, Slash is obsessed with skeletons human anatomy Mm. organs he has all the little jelly organs and stuff Um, ghosts goblins and zombies I think it's cute all day though like it's like Halloween all year round
0: all day uh, I have no thoughts. Look. I mean, like, I mean, <laughs> yeah, like, you can't say shit. Yeah, I have no thoughts. I mean, like, for me, I was scared of that type of shit. I was very afraid of Freddy Krueger and all of that type of shit.
4: Freddy's I mean, pretty scary. He's
0: very scary.
4: I have not watched Freddy with Bash yet, but we watched Chucky and, you know, shit like that. Chucky's funny. Because Chucky's funny, yeah, though. Chucky, yeah, it's
0: fun. Chucky a bitch. But, like, Freddy looked like... Freddy was terrifying. And Freddy looked like he... they Everybody listens to the podcast knows this. Rachel actually... Showed up on Halloween as Freddy and freaked me the fuck out. I love scary stuff. Like, me too. <laughs> Freddy is having a good time slashing your shit up.
4: Yeah. Well, <laughs> my favorite, my favorite part is when he killed Tina in the in the bed when she was like going up the walls. Mm-hmm. And yeah, mm-hmm. yeah you talking
0: mm-hmm. about uh, Nightmare on Elm Street three, the Dream Warriors.
4: Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I know my trauma.
4: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: you recently came out. Talking about that you don't believe in God. Yes. No God. Can you talk because we talk we talk we dab into religion a little bit on the podcast? I love we talk God. about our we... I'm
4: gonna pray for you. I don't need your prayers, but thank you. Nah, I'm
1: where where yeah. like how did... did you grow up in that way? Is that something I like you came was to
4: baptized Catholic okay. mm-hmm. when I was born. My mother's Cape Verdean. She's mm-hmm. West African. They're mostly Catholics mm-hmm. over there. Um from colonizers. Yeah. And, um, and my dad is Irish and Italian, which is very, very religious, very Catholic. Mm-hmm. And then my mom got back into church later and then I got rebaptized as a born again Christian. I was like 10, I guess. Um, and then I just had a bunch of questions. Like I had a Mohawk when Mohawks were not cool, um, before Puff had his Mohawk <clears throat> and, um, I went to church one day with a mohawk, and it was just like,
5: why does your daughter have a
4: mohawk? This is... Wow. And I just felt, like, shamed. And I was very young. I was, like, really into, like, heavy metal shit, like, Pantera and Metallica and shit. Slayer. And you like Slayer? Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, they just I just felt, like, weird about it, and I was just like, they're fucking judgy as hell. I don't want to go to church. Mm-hmm. And then... As I got older, you know, I got more logical and realistic. Like, okay, those are those people. I'm not going to take it out on just people that were just mean. Um, But uh, then I just started feeling like... I just started really getting into science and um, evolution Mm -hmm. and Big Bang Theory. Big Bang. I like Buddhism, too. Buddhism. More yeah. of a philosophy than a religion. I like that. I like to meditate and stuff.
0: You know what's interesting about God? What? He believes in you, Amber. Oh, God. It doesn't matter. <laughs> okay. Somewhere right now, God is up there. He's going, like, crazy, Amber. I'm going to keep working. <laughs> you,
4: know, you know what's crazy after that came out? All the Christian Jesus freaks said I'm gonna burn in hell. And of I said, course that's they did. why I know we talk <laughs> about this it. This is why I don't <laughs>
1: fuck with y'all. We that's why I'm saying we talk about it. Like we both come from Christian bra- backgrounds, we believe in God, but Christians make other Christians look crazy. And so I'm not I'm not shocked when someone says what you say because I get it because I know how it is on the other side. Like I've been attacked for certain things that I've done, and I'm like, You guys,
4: I'm I'm one of you. Well, yeah, but, then they call me a Satan worshiper and yeah. Like, if I don't believe in God...
0: Then you definitely don't believe in Satan.
4: Why would I believe in Satan? Right.
0: Speaking of that, let's talk about pastors. You had a very, very famous moment with a guy named Jesse Lee Peterson. Yes, I did. Two things. Before we get to what they're talking about with <laughs> I Jesse need to, Lee Peterson... I
4: need to who? tell you about that Wait. interview, by the way. Please, Jesse I'm Lee looking Peterson, this up. Hold on.
0: Jesse Lee Peterson is a conservative. They've asked me to come on the show a couple of times dc went on there you've gone on there dc went on there and like whatever but made a fool out of jesse lee peterson like he hmm. is i don't have an answer for that
1: is there something else i can help with fan's phone always my, does my, this my, my, my it's
0: serious possessed um i thought so thank you but like <laughs> so they've been at, they've asked me to come on there a couple of times i've i've Never want to go on, but his thing is to get people on there, oh, and really man. to you know that guy, <laughs> and really to, I don't know, expose, exploit, embarrass them, yeah, or, yeah, or, or whatever. He's very conservative. He's uh, <clears throat> some would say he's a chauvinist, all yes. of that. You went on there, and there was this one exchange back and forth, the slut, the slut maker situation. Yes. Before we get into it, tell me about what do you want to tell me about the interview.
4: Quickly, so just like I'm your first guest on here, yeah, I was one of his first guests. Okay. Oh. I thought I was getting punked <laughs> the whole time. On <laughs> my kids, I thought I was getting punked. Right. I didn't think it was a real thing. So I would have went so much harder on him. Right. Right. But it just got to the point where like, okay, this guy's tra- Ashton, come on, come out. You know, like yeah. that's what it felt like.
1: Because of him? Because of the questions oh, he asked? was so
4: he's so obnoxious yeah. that you would never think any person on earth would be that way. Okay. Yeah. Like it was it was laughable. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I almost felt like I would see him crack a little smile every now and then. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was like, okay, you're you're Falling apart over there, yeah. you know? And and I really did feel like this was some type of punked show. I really <laughs> did. Until I left and I saw it online, I'm like, this motherfucker was real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: So recently, Jesse Lee Pearson, who is uh, incredibly homophobic, mm. transphobic, all the phobics, um, has been accused of several different men...
4: Of course,
0: <laughs> of being in the same-sex relationship.
4: Of course, God bless them. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <I> ever know?
0: <laughs> so look, there's two things here. Number oh, one, man. there's nothing wrong with being in the same-sex relationship with somebody. That's not something that should be used for a gotcha or to ruin somebody's life. However, in this particular situation, where someone has been so staunchly against it. When someone has been so unfeeling, unthinking, and real downright evil to a specific yes, community, it's interesting to say the least. What are your thoughts about that?
4: Um, duh, like he's <laughs> obviously gay. Most most uh, people in in pastors, yeah, priests, yeah. you know, people in the church are usually gay and then they they fight against it and then they wind up seeing a little boy. You know what happens after that. Mm. Um, But yeah, like politicians, like anybody that fights so hard for like, you know, gay people to not be married, you're gay. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I actually agree with you. Yeah. And why do you care so much? People, if you don't give a shit, you don't give a shit. I don't. You know, I don't. I, I don't care about what doesn't, uh, you know, work in my world. Right. He's just. You can't be that homophobic and not be gay. So
0: what we're so <laughs> if that makes sense. So obviously, and what we're talking about is the toxicity that sometimes can. Not all closeted people are because I don't want to get. I don't want anybody to get in trouble. So not all closeted people go on to become vile homophobes or do things, but.
4: No, we're not talking about closeted people. Uh-huh. If you're in the closet, that's okay. You come out when you want to come out. Yeah. That's your business, right. right? We we want people to feel safe in their environment when they come out. Right. If you are blatantly homophobic outward to the world and you have a show, right? Yeah. Most of the time, you know, and we've you've watched political like documentaries uh, and I, stuff.
0: I, there's a whole documentary called Outrage. That it's about this very phenomenon, mm-hmm. exactly. And yeah. so
4: they're they're just like, God, I'm gay, but like you know, I gotta I gotta kind of vote against this so I get the the stupid white down south people to vote for me and shit. Like uh-huh. it's a whole thing. Like, and he's a and he's a pastor. I don't know. I don't believe he's a pastor. He <laughs> he's a charlatan. I don't even know what that is. I, I'm, just, <laughs> I just don't, I'm sorry. That's what they call like fake and fraud pastors okay, who use Charlize a pulpit Senn, okay. to preach all these things. But like he's so they're... disgusting and disrespectful. And he, I, am so mad at myself for going on that show. Like it was, I did not even need to be in that space with him. Mm-hmm. Like I honestly thought I was getting punked. I really did. It, there, I've never seen anyone so obnoxious in my life.
3: Mm. Mm
1: what's next for you what else do you want to do do you want to go into maybe acting do you want to i could see you with like a podcast i could see you like really having a space like this where you sit down because you're so open and you're unapologetically yourself which honestly i think is how more people should be they should be fearless and they should just like you like this is me, accept me or don't. And there's and there's a beauty in that, and there's a confidence in that that most people don't have. I could see you doing something like this. Would you do maybe like a podcast, a show? I
4: would do. A, I would do a podcast. Yeah. It's not Right now. Okay. I really want to focus on my music. I'm really excited about it, uh, and it's fun. Mm-hmm. You know, there's nothing better than having a job that's actually fun. Mm-hmm. You know, and so and I enjoy it. So, I'm. Um, Who would you do
0: the podcast with?
4: I'm probably Marissa.
0: You, Marissa, maybe Brittany Renner too, the three of y'all?
4: No, probably just me and Marissa. I love Brittany though. (laughs) I love Brittany.
0: You love Brittany. What do you like about Brittany
4: Renner? She's unapologetically herself. Brittany Mm -hmm. doesn't like me. She doesn't? What'd she say (laughs) about Brittany? (laughs) What happened?
0: (laughs) So here's the thing. I wasn't going to bring it up. I wasn't going to bring we it up. We love
4: Britney. What happened?
0: Britney's
1: had No, Britney is, Britney is a little off in her take on me, to be To be clear.
4: Okay, okay, what happened?
0: So this is the thing. Uh-huh. Rachel, sometimes...
1: I use the word... No, let me say, I use the word... I'm from Texas, uh-huh. okay? And I refer to Britney as a bob. And I said, but in Texas, and Van disagrees with me, it doesn't necessarily... I'm not calling her a hoe. I'm saying she's a person who admittedly has said she goes after a certain type of guy. So in Texas, we're like, "Oh, that's bopping. I'm bopping on that guy because he has a nice car. I'm bopping on that guy because he's got a section at the club. I'm bopping on that guy because he's a rapper or or an athlete or whatever it may be." So we're like, "Oh, look at her bopping over there." It doesn't necessarily. I've referred to it as myself like that, and I would never refer to myself in a negative way. So she took it as, and Van took it. He did not help as negative and I'm like I would never I don't talk down about women I really don't hmm. but I use the term bop and I I mean like I say it all
0: the time so that's that was the Hey, let me tell you something.
4: I don't know. I mean, I, I understand I understand it's Texas. Louisiana.
0: Bop is Oh. Uh, uh,
4: uh, yeah.
3: But like yeah.
1: but like Bob, if, you Bob, listen, Bob, if you listen if you listen to Bob Paul it, Wall
4: when he's
1: like he's he's like, look at those girls bopping on and he's talking about cars. Nigga. I'm i I'm just telling you. You can't take no, away from me my, say, my culture, city, my yeah, Texas culture. I'm telling they're you, different I think that mingo. it originally was what I'm telling you it is. Mm-hmm. And I think that as the word grew on and it went to other places, people just Interchangeably used it with as hoe as a negative way. So I'm still using it originally how we used it. So maybe that I am problematic so, for that. Maybe I is, am. This is But Van's I would never call a girl a hoe a in a negative way. <laughs> this
0: is very serious question of the week. <laughs> We've is, done this before. We did. Is we did. We did this. Is bopping. Is bop. Does that mean a hoe?
4: I think if, if we, somebody called me a bop, I would feel some type well, of way. I know what and know
1: And man. that's no. I get that. Other. I'm just telling you from when the word originally came out. Mm-hmm. That's how we, we used it so freely, like, oh she's bopping, oh she's a bop, oh look at like like it was just like that. It wasn't like so negative. But I get the connotation of it. Mm-hmm. But I'm not referring to her in a negative way. But she don't like me. She now
0: and but,
4: she, but but also she it's like Rachel what in, what, in, in what guy business. is she supposed to go after? What do you mean? I mean like Yeah, what does that mean? I'm hmm. just saying like who who is she if she's goes after a certain kind of guy What kind of guy is she supposed to go after?
1: I mean, you mean now or back?
4: No, but I'm saying the way you're saying, the way you were saying, like, Britney is known for going after a certain type of guy, self
1: proclaimed self proclaim like right. there are videos of her being like, "Listen, you got to go after a guy, you know, like, oh, I go after the guy because he has this money and he right. needs but, to be doing this, 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 and this." Yes, she does. No, she I'm paraphrasing, but she is. No, <laughs> I sent the video. I sent the video in the group chat. She's talking about like if a guy doesn't do this, I'm I'm gonna say this wrong, but no, she she said to I remember
4: because I've been following Brittany forever. Mm-hmm. She said, "Get with an NBA player and have a baby because they're fucking dumb and you can get a check." She thank you, did say that? Thank you for helping me out. That's true, but. In her defense, right? In her defense. She said that years ago. Right. We all know as women, we're dealing with trauma from men, fucked up men that do us dirty. Right. Mm -hmm. She was that was the place she was in at that moment. Then she fell in love with someone and had a baby. And that person cheated on her and treated her like shit. And the world goes against her.
2: Oh, that I didn't touch unfair. that. No, I'm say not it, saying you. Yeah, saying, like for
1: that situation, I'm like, I'm so team general. her on that, and I hate the way that people piled on her for that. Yeah, I just refer to that, and and like that. That's the that's the conversation that I was bringing up and stuff. But like, she, I would, we were like, come on the podcast. I would yeah, love to talk it out. She called me um, a pick me girl. Pick me. I was like, that's right, right, right. not me.
0: They really and- went there. It was a very, like, for me, it was a hilarious situation. I was like, like that's it, it, not it's, me. It's like, it's for me, it was funny because they... I loves it. I, I just, it's not that I love it. It's just that... It, you don't want to see girls fighting, though. That's- I don't want to see girls fighting, but you know what I do like? I don't want to see girls fighting, but what I like more than anything, and you know this, what I like is the smoke right to you. I like not... I'm super, I'm super confrontational. Rachel so loves I loves that. And Britney, this is part in Black Panther at the end of the movie. Oh, no, it's actually in Civil War at the end of the movie where Okoye is standing in front of Black <laughs> Widow and Black Panther goes, as much as I would like to see y'all fight, we don't have time. Because he knows that that's going to be like a good battle. Mm-hmm. And then they get in the car and they move on. That's kind of how I felt. I was like, I want to see these two match with. But
1: I don't want to see a battle. I just more so, if I, if I hurt someone's feelings or, or you took offense to what I said, I would love the opportunity to explain myself and let you know that's not the intention that I had behind it. So I do hate that she listened to that and thought, oh, I was coming at her to the point where she's like, oh, you're a pick me. You're trying to choose these certain men. That wasn't it at all. So I wanted her to come on so like let's talk about it right let's hash it out yeah not like
4: let's go at it i mean i know britney i talk to her often she's Mm -hmm. definitely a feminist she's it it does it's bad enough that we hear shit from guys all fucking day sure so for her to hear that from you it was just like that's the cherry on top when you get that from a woman you know even though you didn't mean it in that way no
1: yeah because like what she sent like a picture was like a whole thing of like girls calling other girls hoes and sluts and this. It did not use the word bopper, but I was like, that's not what I meant. Hmm. But I get it. That's why I was like, come on the podcast, let's yeah. have a conversation about it. Yeah, I think
0: everybody's doing good. Last question for me. <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody's okay. Last question for me.
4: Yes. You made me drive an hour and a half, this is going to be your last question.
0: You want to go longer?
4: Yeah, I want to go longer. I don't, what do you mean? I just drove an hour and a half. You asked me five questions. Five, no,
0: we've been, we've we've been going for like an hour yeah, Just FYI really? Yes yeah. It is literally almost been an hour here. So let me ask you this then Do you see anything About Women who are famous Or get a lot of pub Get a lot of shine on IG right now Is there anything about The current crop of ladies That you don't like Is there like Have you gotten hmm, to the point To where question. you can look at with a critical eye or what some people might be doing. You know how like basketball players go, well, you know, look at the guys coming along now. And it's because you influence a lot of these ladies. Is there any way that you feel like they're doing it wrong sometimes?
4: <laughs> nah. Nah. I feel like everyone's different. Everyone's different. For me, the reason why I have longevity uh-huh. is because I don't, Talk shit. I just mm. don't talk shit. Have I had Twitter battles and shit throughout the years? Once, twice, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe three times. I don't even think three times. Yeah, but I actually
0: can't even remember who did you have Twitter battle with.
4: No, it don't even matter. Yeah, but and always if they came for me, always right. like I I just I don't start trouble. Um, even the men that I've dated, I don't. Y'all don't know nothing about me and 21 or me and MGK or me and Wiz or me and I
0: forgot about MGK. I, d- I fucking forgot about I did about- too until she just said I it. Forgot I forgot like, oh, about yeah. MGK.
4: Anyway, oh, all I'm saying is I don't say anything. You slid
0: a white boy in on us, Amber. Like Yeah, I f-
4: earlier. Oh, I forgot
0: God. about MGK. When was it when did MGK
4: fall into the into the I don't wanna talk about this? <laughs> I'm sorry I even said anything. I was just trying to make a point that the guys that I've dated, Mm -hmm. you know, I we we you know we go our separate ways and I and I leave it like that. A lot of these girls are like all over the place, you know. It gets to the point sometimes you gotta teach a motherfucker a lesson, Mm -hmm. other times you're just doing it just to, you know, the the I'm single post on the story Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm single now yeah. uh, don't do that that's the one thing I say girls don't do that because
1: that's what I was gonna say so like then maybe the, the the thing the question to ask is what advice would you give you see like a new generation coming up uh things have changed so much I feel like the way people do put their business out so much now mm-hmm. and for that 15 seconds of fame for like that viral moment. Maybe that's what I should say for that viral moment. Yeah. What advice would you give? Or maybe what do you hope? Maybe you can answer that, but then also, and maybe this is one in the same question of just like, what do you hope with what you're doing with what your message with what you stand for resonates to these women?
4: This is the thing. Y'all got to stop sleeping with married men. It's not cool. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Y'all just mm-hmm. got to stop. Men, too. Y'all got to stop. Everybody got to stop. That's why people don't want to get married anymore. A lot of women don't want to have babies anymore. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We don't want to be involved with y'all. Vice versa. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not just... I speak for women because I'm a woman. And that's mm-hmm. what I do. Mm-hmm. But that that's not just women. Guys do the same thing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, let's just all try to be more compassionate, more loving people, care about somebody else's feelings, move on with integrity. You know, like, even when I put that shit out about AE online, like, I was pushed to that. I couldn't fucking take it anymore. Like, that was a lesson for him. I didn't give a fuck about the internet. Mm -hmm. I was like, I told you what I was going to do, and this is what I got to do. Now I got to stick to my word. You know what I'm saying? Or you told Mm -hmm. him
0: that you would tell everybody?
4: I told him, if you fucking play with my feelings again, it's going to be a problem. But he has a problem. He has a problem that we are we are working on as a family. What
0: do you feel like his problem
4: is? It's deep-rooted. It's deep-rooted. You but know what? we have children, mm-hmm. and we love each other, and, you know, I'm down to help, but mm-hmm. I'm also not going to sit around and, and get played. I will say... Since then, mm-hmm. amazing. An open oh, book, that's great. transparent. Um, you know, talk to the psychologist, psychiatrist. Psychologist. Mm-hmm. Um, um, we have meetings together. Uh, we talk a lot. We communicate a lot. You know, he's not weird with his phone. He's not on tour with Tyga. I don't keep nobody no prisoner. He wants to be with his family. So, you know that's a step moving forward and that's all I could really ask for right now and we'll just you know just see how it goes but
0: so those are the things like for him to gain your trust back after that happened did you give him like a set of things that he would have to do or a set no of-
4: i le- i was out it was over for me
0: but how how did how did you get back to a point to where you guys could get back um on the same page what did that take like for
4: him he just came over one day and was like i changed my number i changed my number this is the password to my phone here's the password to my ig i'm done with that life i want my family i was immature and stupid and insecure and i should have never did that dumb shit i regret every moment of it and i said i don't give a fuck (laughs) (laughs) that was my initial response i don't give a fuck it's too late because when a woman is fed up, we fed up. Yes. Yes. You know, we'll 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 try to help you, but when we're fed up, it's over, you know, and it and it was for me. But again, all the steps that he took and was consistent for a long time because I know people like to think I'll just jump into another situation.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: But I, I like to take my time and like, you know. He was coming over, seeing the kids, and just got his life together. And and I've I've seen very few stories of people actually doing that. So, you know, we'll just have to wait and see.
0: You guys going to get married?
4: Probably not. I don't want to get married again. You don't want to get married again? Mm -hmm. And it has nothing to do with Alex. I mean, he really, I just want to say this. AE is a an amazing father. He's an amazing person. He just um has an issue that he is working on and doing great at, you know, resolving that issue. So yeah. you know, you know
0: what? You know what's the thing, and I just want to say this, is like even with me, like there wasn't anybody in my life, like growing up like no one in my life who ever valued like fidelity.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Like there was, there wasn't like not one person in life that valued, um, that valued that, that valued right. like, so it, it would be like, you know, I don't want to talk to you about my, my dad's gone on. I don't want to talk to you about my dad, but my dad didn't value that. I remember I was a kid and, <clears throat> I didn't realize what a big deal this was then, but my dad and my uncles were on LSU's campus. Mm-hmm. And they were on LSU's campus, like, talking to women. Yeah. Right? It's way back in the day. Don't, don't think that my dad was, like, in his 30s. Like, this was, like, in the 80s or whatever. I remember everybody laughs and will tell a story that when I got back around the women, like a little narc or snitch that I was... I got back around the women. The women would pull me to the side, and I was like three years old. All kids, and tonight, the women yeah. pulled me to the side. Like, what was they doing? Like, what was, <laughs> was it? And I was like, they was running women up there, and I, and everybody laughs, right? And everybody laughs. I had had a conversation with my dad, like when I was like fourteen or fifteen years old, and I said, "Yo, if you were ever doing something on mom, I would tell." And I remember he told me he was like, "You shouldn't." He was like, "Why would you want to hurt her like that?" He was like, mm-hmm. "Why would you? Why would you do that to her?" It's like, if you do that to her, that's, that's going to hurt her.
3: Right.
0: And then we break up and you got to, you got to have, I'll never forget this. He said, you got to have two different Christmases. I was like, well, fuck, I certainly don't want that. Right. Wow. right. And so when I would think about that. So would, then
4: you could start lying and keeping secrets. Of course. Right.
0: And so like, when I would think about that, I would think about like, uh, you know, not trying to throw anybody under but like my friend group. And everyone, there was just no one.
3: Mm-hmm. I'm not blaming it on anyone.
0: There, there was just no, no I, one. There was just no it. one around that went, "Hey, like." As a matter of fact, I have this one friend, Tommy Tally. Tommy Tally, shout out to Tommy.
1: Not his whole name,
0: Tommy. Because uh, Tommy should be proud of this. Tommy met a girl, the first girl that he that he ever uh, that he ever was with. They got married. They have five kids. Wow. And that's just his thing, right? Right. I remember we're all around the crew, and like we're we're, we're talking about because he knows my friends from Baton Rouge, and we're talking about the fact that like, you know, Tommy went to a strip club in Vegas, and that was like a big fucking thing. His wife knows nobody's like he went to. He was like, damn, like I couldn't. I felt guilty about it, mm-hmm. and the rest of me and my 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 guys just couldn't fucking understand that level right. of commitment, right. And as good as we want to be and as present as we want to be sometimes, and I'm telling you, it's just, it doesn't sometimes seem, and obviously I'm, I'm learning it now and have learned it now, like before, it didn't seem like there was even the structure there for it.
4: Right. Mm-hmm. There was nothing to there's build on. There's usually not. Mm-hmm. There's usually not a structure at all for most men. And so they grow up and they become womanizers like their fathers, or that's where they get their validation from. Whoever gives them the attention and, you know,
3: mm-hmm.
4: and, and so at that point, it's not even about the sex. It's, a, it's about being, feeling secure.
2: Yeah.
4: You know what I'm saying? But getting your ego, you know, stroked. Yeah. And so I've seen that a lot with a lot of, a, a lot of uh, males that have been in my life and mm-hmm. my friends' lives and stuff like that. You know, there's not a lot of positive male role models or fathers out there. My dad was an
0: incredibly positive male role model. Okay, yeah. No, that's fine. Yeah, just not in that, you know what I mean? In that way. Niggas just like to get it.
4: (laughs) Right. But the thing of it is, is that he didn't have to. He could have went and been single and got it all fucking day. He didn't have to involve your mom's feelings and heart and, you know, and and that's the thing. I mean, not to get too personal in your business, but... That's, that's Talking what shit we, about my dad, Amber? That's what we go through as women. My daddy did, man.
0: You talk shit about my dad. <laughs>
4: um, And I mean that from like my atheist. Yeah, whatever. You like... just prayed to God. I knew I would get you. I knew I would get you. You just put the prayer hands up. Cause I you know a my Christian for so <laughs> a long time. So the whole conversation was a setup. Sure. I, did it for, I did it for you. So mm-hmm. It was for you and your God. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, all I'm saying is, is that men... Can are allowed to get their hoe on, by all means. Please get your hoe on and live your best life. Just don't ruin women's mental health at the same time. Mm. Y'all don't have to do that. Don't ruin our mental health. We might still let you fuck, but you don't. You could just be honest. Mm. Yeah, mm. that's it. You don't. You don't gotta. And you know, involve us in a way where we're all trapped in your web while you doing this and this and this over here, like. Think, think before you do shit like that.
1: Hmm. Mm. I don't have anything else. That was a great Amber. way to end the podcast.
0: <laughs> Amber, let me tell you something right now. You enjoy being misunderstood, I can tell. <laughs> Though you like it, you 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 love it. But I'm I'm happy that you're happy. Am I misunderstood? You. But
1: I was just about to say if anybody listens to you talk for five minutes, I feel like not that I understand all of you, but you're just so open. Mm-hmm. I don't think you should be misunderstood at all. I think anybody who feels that way isn't taking the chance to get to know who you are. They're yeah. not listening to I you. I don't think
4: I'm misunderstood. I misunderstood. No, I, I think people just don't agree with me. That's it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Fair enough. <laughs> we appreciate you coming out. You can't tell us when the album's dropping?
4: Ah, uh, I don't know. In the fall? Yeah.
0: In the fall. Oh, so it's this year.
4: We can yes. say this year. Yes. Oh, this features? This year. features?
0: Features? Can you tell us about features?
4: Crazy features. Crazy. Like, like R&B? You wouldn't even believe like, the features I got. So you got an X. No. I okay. Know. Wiz ain't on the album? <laughs> Y'all no, just wait and listen to the album. No,
0: nigga. I need the fucking, <laughs> I need, I need the I, I need the the shit now.
4: I can't, Van. I love you though.
0: Wiz is definitely on it. And I can tell you who else is probably on it. I can tell you, I can tell you three people who I know are on it. Tell Nikki, me. Nikki's on it. These are three people who I know is on the album. Nikki's on the album for sure. Okay. Drake might be on the album.
4: Okay. I'm waiting.
0: Number three. Number three to me. I think she's gonna hit us with a curveball. She's going to have one of these rockers on there. Maybe Surge from System of a Down. Maybe he might be on it. Oh,
4: that would be tight. You <laughs> can just put it in your
3: hand.
0: <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for joining yes, us. Yes, thank so you for being here. I learned here. today, Amber. Appreciate you. Thank you. All right, you learned a lot about Amber.
1: I like Amber. Amber's great. I And I always have. I just love people who's, who are unapologetically themselves. I think that she's a, a a trailblazer in a lot of ways. I think a lot of people try to emulate what she represents mm-hmm. or I don't even know if that's the right way to say it, but she did it first. And so I think she has made people more comfortable being who they are and not caring about what other people think. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, I, I love people like that.
0: Mm-hmm. I love her too. She's a good person. Exactly. Yeah.
1: And yeah. you, you could listen to this for five minutes and get that.
0: Yeah. Good person. All right. Uh, Amber said she doesn't believe in God. I, God believes in Amber. God believes in all of you guys. Uh, however, we have to talk about Christians now. Let's talk about two.
1: <laughs> Imagine if we had Amber weigh in on this. But go ahead. We should have.
0: <laughs> two different okay. salvos. Shout out by some of the biggest names in ministry right now. Kimberell mm-hmm. and T.D. Jakes. Mm-hmm. We are going to listen to them both.
5: Okay.
0: I think we should start with Pastor Jakes, don't you yes. think so? Yes, we should start with Bishop Jakes. Jakes. So let's start with Bishop T.D. Jakes and what he had to say about the what he feels like the role of women in contemporary society is and should be. This
2: breaks all sociological orders of the culture we're living in now because we are raising up women to be men. And you are not applauded for your femininity, you are applauded in the contemporary society by how tough, rough, nasty, mean, aggressive, hateful, possessive you are, and you are climbing the corporate ladder, but we are losing our families. I know you can buy your own car. I know you can buy your own house. But until you create a need that I can pour into, I have no place in your life. So stop coming home, bragging to me about how much you don't need me and wonder why I shy away. Oh, y'all ain't going to talk back to me this morning. He ain't talking to me.
0: He's, talking he's
1: speaking to... on your behalf.
0: No, he isn't. He's talking to... he's talking directly to you career obsessed <laughs> man women. You man women out uh. there. Uh I love Bishop Jakes. I think uh Are
1: you a big fan? Big fan.
0: I like Bishop Jakes. So, so I'll be honest with you. During the pandemic, when I was in my depression. I would listen to Bishop Jakes. Hmm. I would listen to his messages. I hmm. would listen to his. I think he has an anointing on him. Mm. Um, I've always felt that way. I'm not a, I've am not never been to the church. I don't know the man. I
3: have.
0: You've been to the church. Okay. But
1: keep going. He's anointed. He says I, he's got an anointing on him. Go ahead.
0: Yeah. I mean, just because you're anointed doesn't mean that you're perfect. Rachel.
1: No, but... no, 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 no. So for you, somebody who feels that strongly. I want to hear from you. You mm-hmm. feel that strongly about T.D. Jakes to where, which I'm, I mean, honestly, in all seriousness, if that's somebody that you listen to who helped you overcome what you were battling and get yes. you to the other side of it, that I'm never going to take that away from you. However, yes. when you feel that strongly in such a positive way about someone and then you hear them say these things for you. Because I'm not coming into this already from a necessarily positive place. For yes. you, when you hear that, how do you feel?
0: I feel like he's wrong. I think that... Uh, I, I Let me put it to you this way. I think the sentiment is... Nah, there's really no way for me to fucking... It's all wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's wrong from the standpoint that it centers the man in a relationship... To a degree that I feel like is unhealthy for families. Mm-hmm. I feel like what he's saying right now is actually more unhealthy for families than the dynamic that he's trying to lay out. He's laying out a dynamic in which a man feels um, uh, emasculated or a man feels minimized or in some way small because his wife or his woman, or his fiance, or whatever, boast about and can produce the evidence that she doesn't need him, okay? And therefore, it's a, it's in some way the shared need of people that makes good families. I don't think that that's the case. I think that what makes good families isn't a shared need. It's not that you need a man, and that a man needs a woman. Is that you want a man, and a man wants a woman. I think the want is in real in relationships is the most important thing. What do you want to achieve? Because the want is what allows you to overcome things. O- the want is what allows you to build things. The want is what allows you to plan and stay on track for things. It's not that I need you. I don't need to feel like you need me. I need to know that you want to be here. Mm-hmm. I need to know that you want to contribute. I need to know sure. that you want all of these things and that to me is the thing that you can't keep coming back to because you fall in and out of love all the time Mm -hmm. the only thing that keeps you in my opinion tethered is how you want your life to be Mm -hmm. like what you see your life as and and so the moment that you start talking like he's talking about that's saying that I need your life and how you feel to validate the reason why I'm here Mm -hmm. and I can't can't see how that is positive,
1: well, he made it seem like women can't be both. women can't be into their careers dedicated to their careers and then also at the same time equally be created i mean dedicated to their men. He said women being women being raised to be men as if it is a man's job to pursue those things and to be that dedicated to their career. I saw somebody in the comments say, is this the new Kevin Samuels? And that stuck with me because what's the difference between what was what T.D. Jakes was saying in that moment versus some of the things that Kevin Samuels said?
0: I think there's a small difference.
1: I don't. And I think the only reason people are making a difference is because he is T.D. Jakes and he's preaching from a pulpit, which I think makes it even more problematic He doesn't get a pass because he's preaching from a pulpit. I think you hold somebody like that to an even higher standard. And the fact that when someone's standing in that place and they're preaching and they're anointed from God and they're saying those things, people hold on to it like it's Bible. Like it's biblical, like it's a word from God. So to preach in that problematic way and almost put women down in an effort to build men up because you feel like a man is supposed to play this role in a household versus a woman. And if a woman is doing this, then she's trying to be a man yeah. is so deeply problematic that which is why not because he preached that sermon i never he never resonated with me i went to the potter's house Mm -hmm. when i was trying to find a church home after i left college Mm -hmm. and i was taken aback at how much the church was about td jakes instead of church I didn't like that his name was in the carpet. I didn't like that there was a separate section for the famous people and he was calling them out. I didn't, it felt very self-serving to me yeah. to the point where I felt so disgusted that I was like, I never went back. All right. And to me, this sermon feels very self-serving. Mm. And you have daughters, you have a wife. And yeah. if I'm sitting in the audience and I'm listening to that, I don't know if he has daughters. I know he has a daughter. I don't know if he has two. That would be very, disheartening for me
0: i understand i think the difference between the kevin samuels thing is i think that you could make the argument that td jakes in what he's saying uh with this particular message is attacking women's self-worth i think you can make that argument i think kevin samuels did it very blatantly i think kevin samuels very blatantly like dehumanized women i think he said hey if you're this age and you're this you're not worth this. So my whole problem with Kevin Samuels mm. was the fact that he would look at another human being and then sum up their worth for them as if he was God. Now, from from the way Kevin Samuels was looking at it, he was saying, oh, this is what society wants. I don't think it was his place to speak on it like that. I think it's particularly uh, vile to do it to black ladies who America kind of lessens their worth anyway. But so I think, for what Pastor Jakes, Bishop Jakes, for what Bishop Jakes was doing, my problem with it is that with the responsibility, to your point, that he has in the community, I think he has a responsibility to look at the world as it is, and then talk to people in a more inspirational, fulfilling, and realistic, uh, realistically anointed way.
1: And he did that.
0: He didn't. He yeah. didn't do that. He talked about people, in my opinion, w- the way he talked about people was the way he was talking about the way T.D. Jakes looks at society.
1: Exactly. And he did it on Father's Day. This is a Father's Day sermon. Which this is, is purposeful. It. Yeah. It's intentional. And
0: Pump up, guys. you hmm? trying to pump up, man. It's like a, it's like T. D. Stop,
1: Jakes. stop, stop. I'm not going oh, gonna gonna to do the it. Fellas. After we just had, you know, like... Amber Rose on here who was empowering women and, and, you know, like having them stand up for, you know, and represent themselves. And then we got to follow it with this take from T.D. Jakes, who was trying to take all that back. Because I I just don't it, it was something he said and I wish I had a transcript of of the whole of that whole snippet but he talked about how when women are in that role they're angry and they're aggr- like he said some some of those words and it's mm. like how are you equating those two for a woman who's just trying to provide and take care of or are or, or pursuing her goals mm-hmm. it made me wonder are there female pastors at at the Potter's house no, because. No, I've never been. Because it almost seems like he would be against that as well. Mm. It just, to me, he conflated certain issues, which is why it became, you don't want to use the word, but I'll use it, excuse me, problematic.
0: Yeah. I don't want to use the word because the word is like overexposed. It's you like always much. do
1: that when it's, it's, if, it's, 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 like... if it's, it has a meaning. If it's fucking problematic, it's problematic. <laughs> like it
5: is what it is. All right.
0: Let's talk about Kim Burrell. Um, is also a titan in the ministry. She had some stuff to say about ugly people. Donnie, give it to me.
5: You got to choose up. Find you some value. You know, sometimes before we get friends, we have to do an interview. How long have you been broke? How many times have you changed your name on your light bill? (laughs) How many of your bills in your little cousin's name? (laughs) Do you live in a trailer home or a house you know you understand and it's not about status or material things it's just about choices you know life is different now and you know we are at church thank god we're here those of us are walking by faith without a mask and no vaccine and so we, we honor the lord god is good i respect all of the men of god here and respect you can y'all clap so i don't feel strange right about now Hopefully we'll get a chance to meet each other when y'all invite me to come to your church. I'm not as expensive as I seem. Um, And so, I don't know. Maybe you got a little left over from your PPP loan. (laughs) Prayer, praise, and power. You understand. Amen. Isn't the Lord great? Amen. 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 And so... You know, I I like coming here because the ground is already tilled with great personality like Dr. Karn. Because one thing I love about him, he's deep in the word, but he knows how to have great humanity. And most don't understand his personality because he is truth personified. And he tells the type of truth that makes most uncomfortable. Because who likes to be told? You're just ugly. No one likes to be told that. You know, especially when they have realized it. All right. Most don't get offended until they know the bad thing about themselves. And then somebody else recognizes and says, oh, I saw the ugly, too. I just wanted to let you know. So anyway, y'all get that later. God is great. All of you are beautiful. I haven't chosen anyone to be ugly yet. God is good. God is great. Y'all look great. Most of you have on hats covering most of that anyway. Here's to you.
1: (sighs) Is Kim okay? Is Kim okay? And I... (laughs) I need a context for this because I don't understand where this came from. I don't understand the start of this speech. I don't understand the middle and I don't understand the end. I don't understand why she started talking about this. It's just like she started talking out the side of her neck. It didn't make any sense. Why was she standing up there? Where was this going? Was this a sermon? Was this a speech? Was this an introduction? I'm unclear. But all I can gather from that is, is Kim okay? Is she okay? Um...
0: No, Kim's not okay. <laughs> Kim's definitely not okay. So look, we've had a con we've had a lot of conversations on this podcast about what we feel like the um we feel like the responsibility of leaders in the church is. We talked about Pastor Carl Lentz one time. We talked about Pastor Carl Lentz, who of course I'm biased because I know Pastor Carl. Talked to Pastor Carl a lot in the past. Made some mistakes in his personal life. Sure. Made some mistakes in his personal life, and he was stripped of his leadership role with Hillsong. Mm-hmm. We've since learned that there are a lot of fucking problems at Hillsong. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Pastor Carl, I thought, was treated harshly. You and other people have made the point to me that when you're a leadership position in the church, more is ex- expected of you. Sure. And because of that, you're, hold, you're held to a different standard. I can understand that, although I disagree. I okay. think that grace should be shown no matter what position you have. I think that God shows grace. But I understand the argument. I'm not trying to relitigate it. I feel like there's a situation there where we're looking at somebody's failing and talking about whether or not it is acceptable to the congregation that supports them. That is one thing. hmm what I'm listening to right now from Kim Burrell mm-hmm. is literally Satan's work.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree,
0: and I am not the person that's in any moral standing or any moral position to judge somebody or to 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 make an assessment of their character. But from what I understand about my faith, as I grew up. And as I've practiced it, as I've connected with people about it, this is the devil's work. First of all, God sees the beauty, the harmony, and the excellence in people. Ugly commenting on people's financial status in these unprecedented economic times with so much uncertainty Mm -hmm. is a gross misuse of her pulpit and platform. Absolutely. Like, I can't describe to you how impossibly evil all of these words are. Mm-hmm. You don't stand up at somebody's church, look out, and call the people ugly. If we have a comedy show, we're going in a laugh we're going there to laugh. There are people that are in in a church congregation. That's what it felt like. That are going there, she's trying to be funny, she's trying to be funny. There are people that are going to a church congregation that are going there because they feel ugly. Because they feel Such unloved. Mm-hmm. Because they feel unwanted. Because they feel untethered from the re- from the rest of society or from people. There are people that are in a church that are there because their last chance for connection or acceptance or community is God. They're people that have dealt with addiction, they're people that have dealt with abuse, they have people that have dealt with financial issues and their hope, their last hope for some sort of peace on this world, on this earth is God. Mm -hmm. God represents that to them. Mm -hmm. And God says, hey, doesn't matter what what position or situation you find yourself in, come to me, I'll wrap my arms around you and make it all better. That's God at his best. That's us at our best when we translate that word of God to somebody. You can't stand in that position and tell the people how ugly they are. You can't stand in that position and tell the people how broke they are. You can't do that. If you want to tell them they're not doing right, then tell them they're not doing right. And tell them what they got to do to get back on the right track. But you can't stand in that spot and tell the people that are broken and are looking for the most powerful entity in the universe to help fix them and put them back together so we can build better communities that they're ugly. I was offended. And to be honest with you, in my opinion, it's demonic. Mm-hmm. In, in in my opinion, doing that right there in yeah. that way is demonic.
1: Well, it also makes you wonder. This can't be a one off, right? That's why I ask you, is Kim okay? Is this a one off? Is she go? Is she? Is she having some type of episode? Because that's what it felt. It was so. Off and illogical and didn't make any sense. And she wasn't even getting a reaction from the people in the audience. They seemed just as shocked, which is why she was like, "Can I get a hand clap so I don't feel like I'm by myself up here?" It was very. I've only heard her sing. I've never heard her speak yeah, that that's way. What she's
0: known for more so singing,
1: right? So it to me, all I kept thinking as I was standing up there watching that. And sorry, that coupled with with T D. Jakes in that moment, I'm not going to speak on him as as a as a pastor as a whole. But the Bible constantly warns you of false prophets and charlatans. And in that moment, that's exactly what she was. There will be some people who, there are people who, as you say, come to church as their last hope. There are also people in that audience who will believe every single thing that comes out of those people's mouths because they feel they're anointed and of God and as it might be off it might not make sense it might be wrong but they will take it as bible Mm -hmm. and so that's why you really have to pay attention one to what's being set up there and really know things what you believe for yourself biblically or whatever morally it may be because you might fall into traps listening to someone who Mm -hmm. i agree with you completely demonic in that moment sure And that's what's scary about these two examples that we talked about today, because imagine if everybody in that audience takes that as the word and goes and practices that.
0: See, but that's why I feel like, just like everything else, we should have like a, I'm I'm an ageist, we should have an age limit on being up there, man, Bishop Jakes. Oh,
1: so you think he's senile?
0: No, I didn't say he was senile. I'm saying he's out of touch.
1: I don't what think mean? you have to be out of touch to get that message right. Know, I'm okay. sorry, well, we got
0: to pull people in. Look, I'm not saying I'm not saying anything. I'm saying to me, as a as a, I'm not gonna call myself a man of God. I'm gonna tell a, a guy who's searching for God. I was I was upset in the moment that the Black Church had this week. I was <laughs> upset about it. All right, we're gonna go. Um, we had a great interview with Amber Rose. We have yeah. tons of other topics. We're gonna go, but before we go. Donnie, um, do me a favor. Cue up, Donnie. You there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, Donnie. Listen, seriously. Number one, you haven't updated us at all about the snake. You haven't updated us. I'm still us not
5: home. At all nah, I'm still in Jacksonville. You know what? I'm, How about I'm this headed then? back to Atlanta tomorrow. How about this then? How about
0: this? On God, if you're not gonna be able to keep the storylines going, then we don't really need to have them, Donnie. Because the reality <laughs> is, is people going to the soulless jackals are going nuts. They're going nuts trying to figure out what's up with the snake. All right. And then <laughs> what's going on with the rabbit
5: situation? Keeping them in suspense. Keeping them in suspense. Strategy. All
0: right. Before we leave, I want to leave on the um some really, really like incredible words from Kevin Gates. Um, I'm not even gonna talk about him. I just want you guys to hear him. Kevin Gates was on a Carisha Please. Revolt. Shout out to Puff. Where he opened up about the time that he fucked his cousin. He didn't know it was his cousin. But then his grandma told him it was cousin, his cousin, as grandmas will do. This was Kevin Gates' response. Say so you ready for the smoke?
5: I don't want no smoke, but I ain't turning none down. Did you really fuck your cousin? She pulled me to the side and said, baby, that's your cousin. I ain't about to stop. What? Like, is you really like that, or are you just... I want to stick my whole tongue in this bitch ass. I want to suck <laughs> her ass hole. My mouth stick my whole tongue, and then I twirl bitch.
1: That's what you gonna leave him on.
0: Yeah, I mean it's Baton Rouge shit. You know?
1: Is he from Baton Rouge? That is from
0: New Orleans. Nah, he went to McKinley. It's from um,
1: I gotta tell you, people, women were going crazy over this, and I mean Baton that, and Ro- I say that in a positive way.
0: I'm sure they were.
1: Women were going crazy over the sexual things that Kevin Gates was talking about and how open he was with the things it's that he likes a... to do. Women were losing it.
0: Oh, first of all, it's not. It's, I got nothing but love for Kevin Gates. Bread with his association. I guess my question is, was he saying he was going to do that to like a woman, or was that specifically about the cousin?
1: I think that was to any woman that he is having sex with.
0: Also the cousin, though.
1: Also the cousin. He said he'd been doing it for a while. Why was he going to stop? Just because he knew that. They had already started it. So why not keep going at this point? That was what he said.
0: Can I ask you a question? I want to get Donnie on this. Because Donnie looks like he would be into some shit like this. Can I ask you you guys a question? Because at first I was a little bit shocked, as I am every time I hear that. But does Kevin Gates have a point? Well...
5: Donnie, about the cousin situation, why why would he stop? Right, he had. Choose my words carefully. He has a point. <laughs> there is a point to be made. Okay. Let's just clip that and uh, put that out there. <laughs> Donnie, no, no, let me back it up. It's because I get the why would I stop? Like what's done is done. He's already done it. <laughs>
1: Donnie, I wasn't expecting it.
0: <laughs> I knew he was going to go there. <laughs> I knew he was going to go there. Donnie, t- there I keep is trying a tell huge
1: difference. Donnie's
0: a fucking freak.
1: Before Grandma, to tell y'all this. before Grandma, he didn't know she was just another girl. Then it changes. Now you have certain knowledge. Now you know. Now you know.
3: Okay.
0: Well, There's yeah. a
1: difference. Yeah. But That's apparently, Donnie, to you, comes. it doesn't matter. Let me ask you a no, question, no, no.
0: Rachel. What if you found out right now that old Dr. Abs was your cousin? I'm done. If Yuck, f-
1: I'm disgusted. I couldn't see him the same if way. If you
0: found out right now I would that be, Brian yes, was your cousin, you're I would out. be
1: disgusted. Mm-hmm. But what, 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 is he first, second? Well, I know first. Is he second, third, He's fourth? He's going to
0: be like a a cousin, like a Colombian cousin from like. Like
1: an, like an eighth? 10?
0: Probably like a seven, six. Oh,
1: we good.
0: A six. What's the line? Third? What about no, fourth? no.
1: Third, third, and fourth. Third, fourth, and fifth are too close. I think, I have, is to, too, I, think so I have to. I think so. Six is okay, but fifth think, is too close. I think I have to. I think I have to draw the line, but somewhere between five and six.
0: Can you guys hear me in the control room? <laughs> you guys can't. We can't hear you on the show, can we? I yeah. I have to ask the control room something. I'm going to relay what they're... How many people are in there right now? So I need a vote real quick before we go. It's four people in the control room I right want
1: to say no, but like if they're that far back, I'm just going to be real. And I'm married to you
0: already? It's four people in the control room. Does Kevin Gates have a point? No, I, it's unanimous. It's a unanimous no.
1: Van, you answer.
0: I got to be honest with you. I was on the other side of it. Because cause when he was talking about licking, sucking, and spinning.
1: Everybody gets the same treatment.
0: I thought he was talking about the cousin. He is. But I thought he was directly talking about the cousin, which was disturbing. But there is a certain degree of logic to what it is that he's saying. At this point, what damage can be done? The damage is already done. Right, Donnie?
1: Well, now you know. You could have operated in a place of, I didn't know. Now you can't say that anymore. You know you're a cousin fucker. <laughs>
3: We
0: got to go. We got to go. <laughs> go. We got to go. We got to go. We got to go. Take your thing. caps off. But do not stop learning. I'm Van Lathan Jr. I'm Rachel Lynn Lindsay. Bye, guys.